piece of juice. All right. You want to do this? Let's do this. <laughs> I got you. Pop out of easy chunks. Shotgun, but it's a, <laughs> just a gunshot. Gunshot to my heart. I don't know which one's mine. There you go. Let's pull this down. Look, man, I'm only addicted to four or five things at the current moment. <laughs> Awkward I Five podcast. Dev- are your headphones? Mine are good. Okay, I'm gonna crank mine up a little bit. I'm getting more deaf as the day goes on. Um, You're not getting most deaf. I'm, I am most deaf. Or that's not his name anymore. His name's like some weird. He did some weird. Oh, yeah. uh, he got fucking Cassius Clay, Muhammad Ali. Yeah. yeah. Um, Awkward high five. Devin Daly, David. Nope. What do you think about it, Daly? I just knew I had to put shit on my face to go get food. How's, uh, have you made it through the week without, uh, you know, pooping yourself? Shit on the bath rug when I was when I was putting some powder on my toes. <laughs> yeah, I will never. Okay, Daly's not here. I would <laughs> never. I can't. I'm sorry. Am I the only one that finds it weird that he was putting powder on his toes? Because I, I picture it like this. <laughs> I know he explained it last time or whatever that, that he was like putting powder in between his toes. Right. So that's a different situation, I guess. Something you got to do when you're 44. But I just picture him like bending over like at, at, and just like putting powder Covering. on the top of his toes. <laughs> like the sugar cookies? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's like tapping it with one finger on it so there's just a little bit on the toes. And then why he does it, he shits himself. <laughs> yeah. He shits himself a lot, man. Like he says it on the show a lot. But shit him. Uh, he fucking always has a story of how he's like, oh, yeah, man, the other day I fucking was like, and oh, shit came out. And I was like, I have to go fucking throw these drawers in the fucking garbage and hope I don't do it for the rest of the day so my pants don't have it. I'm like, dude, you shit yourself a lot. Yeah. And he just I know. I know, like, shitting myself is like the Kennedy assassination or 9-11. Like, I know I know exactly where I was, what was happening, how old I was, what fucking hour it was the last time I shit myself. Me too. It's happened so few times in my life. I've, I think probably twice. I mean, take away childhood. Like, uh, baby. I'm sure I shit myself a lot when I was in diapers. Right, right. But I'm saying, like, as a, a young adult, adult. Actually, no, even I've, like a child. I've only had it once as a uh, a teenager uh-huh. in like junior high. Uh-huh. So I guess like my eighth grade year or seventh grade year. Okay. Um, where I fucking didn't know I had a stomach virus and I like had one of those coughs and a little bit came out. Nothing hit my underwear, but it was definitely between the cheeks yeah. where I was so disgusted. Like I threw up. Because I went to clean it. I remember being in school. I was in, oh, in Union Ave. Was it like that yellow for those of, It was. Oh, I'm going to throw up. It was like, uh, <laughs> like chunky yellowness. <laughs> no, it wasn't beige. <laughs> yeah, I got the point. It was like beige. 
You know, fucking touch my finger. Looks like the walls at a fucking government facility. Oh my god, I'm gonna throw up. But yeah, that happened to me. But as a kid, uh-huh. only, I only remember it once happening as a kid because my mom, you know, was was hell bent on on potty training. And the record in in that book that she has of my entire like first seven years of my life, uh-huh. the year one, she got me she potty has trained. A record by my of the first seven years of your life. Oh, yeah, my mom That's was, nice. My mom's crazy. That's cool. My parents don't give a but, fuck. Uh, Oh, she's uh, she was nuts. She didn't do that with my fucking sister. My 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 sister. Uh, well, you were the first years child? after me. Yeah, yeah right. That's and she was adopted. They couldn't have kids after me. Oh, your sister's adopted. My I never knew that. Yeah, well, she's a fucking doppelganger of my mother, and she's from I was the gonna same say, town I've... as my mom in Peru. Oh, like, my mom went to Peru to adopt a kid because she wanted to get someone out of like the poverty town that she was from. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's not even a poverty town. It's Lima. It's like the fucking capital of Peru. But it was a little. I don't know if they call it village or or town. But she went to like this other little town outside of Lima where my mom and her family grew up and they found like an orphanage thing and, and people who were pregnant who were about to have kids. So my mother knew like the minute that woman went in labor, my mom was like, hey, got to go. I'm in fucking Cove Road. And all of a sudden I find out my mom, it's May. And I find out my mom just hopped a flight to Peru and it's just me and my dad for the rest of the school year. <laughs> and like my mom well, how long bounced, was she in Peru for? Uh, for about she left in May 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 eleventh. Um, that's the day my sister was born. She left the day she was born, and came back. I want to say August. Shit, because so, they tried to like shake him down for money. Yeah, my mom had to go through all this shit. Plus, the baby still had to be like old enough to get the fuck out of there. Yeah, right. Get on a plane. Um, yeah. Um. Oh, wow. That's fascinating. I never knew this. Yeah. So did she, did she like sit you down and explain to you that she was, that you were going to have a sister before they this all me. happened? Yeah. When the, when the process was going on that like, I'm the one who was the one who started the whole thing, uh, around eight. Like I grew up with all kids. Like, you know, you lived around the corner. I did. You had a sibling and, and you were running around. There were people on my block. Like, I don't know if you know the, the people in my, 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 my area. There was like people at the end of my block towards you. Mm-hmm. And there's all these other kids. And I think maybe besides that dude, Pharaoh that we know, mm-hmm. um, everyone else had siblings. Yeah. And like all my friends had siblings and like by eight I, and I was getting so much. My mom was really obsessive with me. Like kids would lend me their clothes because my mom would get furious because we were poor. And if I got grass stains on my clothes, she would flip the fuck out. But we were poor. And then my mom was saving up all her ducats to buy me like Benetton gear and like dressing me up in hush puppies. Like I had right. really that, expensive clothing. That Hispanic flair. Yeah. Like you needed to have the fucking top of the line, you know, like I don't know what other way there is to say nigger rich, but like yeah, yeah. They, they, she was the epitome of it because we were like literally eating like hot dogs and mac and cheese or white rice and a fried egg and, and homemade French fries for like two years before we moved to New Jersey, like saving up. Yeah. And then when we got here, she was still kind of like worrying about the Joneses and dressing me up really well. Also because her, her child had the, the finest things. Right. And then I would go to friends' houses and if I got a grass stain, she'd flip out. So when I'd go to kids' houses, a lot of parents would let me borrow clothing. Just because they knew that your mom would freak out. Yeah. And I was like always seeing like us like roughhousing with somebody's brother or them fighting with their sister. Like something was always going on that I was like, I need a fucking sibling too because Clearly, when he's in trouble, he kind of points at him, and then they focus on him or her, right. and he's loose, and he gets the fuck out. I need somebody to fucking run some fucking interference. Yeah. I need a sibling. Yeah. And I was like, all right. So I started harping on like needing a sibling, and they were like, well, it's your choice, brother or sister. And then... <laughs> 
always a pervert, man. And you didn't know how, like, you're like, uh, I don't think it works that way. No, no, I, I, I got it. I got it. They were like, you were going to adopt. Oh, so they told you they yeah, were going like, to adopt. Mom's so why did, kids. Uh, so, uh, okay. Uh, so how come she was able to have you? So b- when she had me, she was a lot younger. And then, like, as she got older. How I told, old was she when she had you? She was 25, 26. Okay. Okay, so now now she's in her mid thirties, and you're yeah. bitching about siblings, and she's like going to the doctor to see if she can, and they were like, "No, we don't know how you had that guy." <laughs> like, oh, okay. Your, your tubes are jacked. In fact, we need to tie your tubes because that's why you're having these stomach issues. Like her health problems had started in her early thirties. Sheesh. And then she, I'm like harping, I need a kid, I need mm. a, a sibling, and um, because that's what kids do. And sh- they were like good parents, and we're like okay, and then they were like brother or sister, and I remember being like. Well, if I get a sister, if I have a brother, I'm going to have to share all my toys and shit. If I get a sister, um, years down the road, she's going to have girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> like eight years old. <laughs> totally a thought in my head where I was like. Even though they're going to be 10 years younger than you. No, no. I thought that was a positive thing even at eight. Like, you know, when you're eight, you don't want even to do with like a girl who's like seven and three quarters. Yeah, you're right, like, right. You're not my sure. age. Yeah. I was looking past that shit already at that age. I was like, yo, that girl might be in fucking pre-care or pre-kinder, but <laughs> When we get to high school, she's going to be in seventh grade. Like, <laughs> nice. I was always, always thought like that. That's fucking funny. So my parents are like, we're going to adopt. And then they were trying and trying. And then they found this woman who was near where my mom grew up. And then my mom fucking bounced. That's crazy. And my dad was with me and I was eating like grilled cheese sandwiches and fucking hot dogs every day until like, we went to Peru. Like literally the day school ended. And I remember being so pissed because I was trying to make a firework. Mm-hmm. The whole like I was my dad would get fireworks from Chinatown for me. And instead of like just setting them all off, I'd save a couple and take out everything from it and make it like I took this toilet paper roll and I would just dump gunpowder and shit into it. Really? And like totally taped up the bottom so that it was just filling and filling and filling. And I remember by like that May or uh, by the end of school year. So June, whatever. I just filled it and I had enough to like, I, I actually wound up cutting the top off to make it a little shorter, but I remember packing it tight and like doing all this work, making a wick and doing all this stuff. And then my dad was like, where to go? Um, I took a bunch of the wicks that come in the, uh, the ones that you can either separate them and do one snap. Yeah. The, uh, what are those? The Chinese, the Chinese cut. Yeah. yeah. uh, Oh, you took the, no, no, the, the fireworks that actually like you can either set them all off at once with the end of that wick. Yeah. I know you're talking about. Yeah. The ones that come with the little red ones. Yeah. The little TNT bombs. I think they're called or something like that. No, I always, I always thought they were called Chinese fires. Whatever. It doesn't matter. But I'd use those as my wick. Mm. I remember my dad being like, we got to go. We're going to Peru. And I like, I guess it never phased me when we were supposed to be going. And I was like, I didn't get to use my firework. And like ran into my room, into the hidden spot. And I was like, we got to drop this off at a friend's house. And I wound up giving it to a friend. And then I remember coming home from Peru like two months later and uh, asking the friend like, well, how was it? Because, you know, you don't have contact with these people. Yeah, right. Sure, sure. And there's like, oh, it just made a poof and it just fizzled. And it like (laughs) nothing happened. (laughs) I was like, that sucks. But yeah, I spent that whole summer in fucking Peru. And uh, it was pretty cool. Uh, I could tell you that um, I think it was that trip. They played La Bamba on the plane. Oh, yeah? I thought that was a good idea. All right. <laughs> I was like, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of weird. Peruvian airline. Here's a rock block. We got La Bamba and then <laughs> yeah. uh, some Buddy Holly songs. Right? We're going to close it off with a big bopper. I hope everyone feels comfortable. They, uh, they fucking also. This now was coming up next, Peggy Sue. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna listen to a little band by the uh what's the fucking um uh yeah uh Jesus Christ. What fucking oh, Skinner. Thank you. I was gonna call him Jefferson Starship. Oh in my head it was like Jefferson Starship. I'm like, no, mm. you not you. 
Um, but yeah. Like in Con Air when he's like, the definition of an ir- irony. <laughs> yeah, define irony. Yeah, define irony. Um, another fun fact about that same plane ride, they gave out little red w- bottles of wine to everybody. That's nice. Like, I mean, like. Like even to you? Yeah. Yeah. Like everyone on the fucking plane got a bottle of red wine. Yeah. I remember They're probably bagging like, people that didn't. This is shut up juice for yeah. people. Yeah. Like my dad was like, just go get them. And I remember I filled up my book bag with as many as I could. And mm. then I met all this family from Peru that had met me when I was like three and I'm mm. 10 now. And I just am like, hey. And like my mother was the youngest. So I'm her. I'm the like the last on her side of the boys. Mm. So everyone's like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And I remember like, I'm like. My dad's like, show them what you got in your book bag. And I was like, well, you pulled out all this wine and they're like, this is the best kid ever. I'm just going around meeting family, handing out wine bottles that I like put in my book bag. The airline's like, uh, has everybody enjoyed their bottles of wine? <laughs> Good. Cause this next song, <laughs> hello, baby. <laughs> this plane, all artists had fucking died in planes. And, and did you see them peeking out the thing? Like <laughs> they're listening to it. Yeah. Not to sidetrack the story real quick, but. I think about this literally all the time. In one of the first seasons or first episodes of Seinfeld, like that real weird first uh, season where they didn't know where they were going or whatever, George has like this fucking th- dialogue with Seinfeld where he talks about planes and he says, um, he says like, you know, there's, there's been uh, musicians and whatever and blah, 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 and that have people that have died in plane crashes. How come there's never been a major league sports team that's just fallen out of the sky. And he's fucking so right. Like to this day, I know the soccer team went down in the mountains and had to eat each other and shit like that. But like, why, how come the fucking Tampa Bay Rays haven't just fallen out of the sky at some point? Like these people take planes yeah. back and forth all the time. You think one would fucking go down. Not none, that I'm hoping none, for it. None have gone down. Not that no I know baseball, of. Besides like individual no, baseball, baseball I'm talking about the, the big four, baseball, hockey, basketball, and uh, football. I don't think there's been one. College level, didn't it? Didn't college level well, that's have what I'm that saying. Matthew McConaughey movie where he was the coach of that team? That oh like yeah, half, yeah, yeah. More yeah, than yeah. half the team fucking bit right. it. Yeah. And See, that's like, a different thing. But I'm, anyway, I don't mean to sidetrack no, the story because it's fascinating. But I think about that. Yeah, that's a that's a valid point. I don't know. They need to watch La Bamba more. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Maybe it'll happen to the Yankees. <laughs> but yeah. So, uh, well, how did we get to the sibling part? I don't know. We were just bringing up. I, I just you. I, I just latched on to the fact that your sister was adopted. Yes. Yeah, so that was uh, that was a factor of my life. I I, I was a, I was an only child till I was five, and I do remember this is probably one of my earliest memories. Oh, we were talking about shitting ourselves. That's yes. where it came from. Yeah. Oh wait, yeah, go you tell your story no, and then I'll tell mine. I was just gonna say I I vividly remember my mom sitting me down and telling me like like uh, I like I could picture it like saying like listen you know like you're gonna have a little brother. Oh no yeah, way! Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think at first I was like, fuck this, you know, but then, you know, me and Dean are tight, so. That's good stuff. Anyway. I mean, clearly you're, you're in fifth grade and you, you get a fucking uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle and your like, yeah, first thought is to run brother. down the yeah. hall. Because in our fucking like, little grammar school or whatever you call it, fifth grade was like, the, it, they, it couldn't have been more like, in your face. Like, you went down a hallway as the grade progressed and then the only thing you could do from fifth grade is get go the out the door. Out. Like the there was out. just a doorway you had to go. And kindergarten was like around the corner. Like it was like they, they did that really weird. Yeah. Um but yeah, but going back to uh my shit story, the only one I remember was when I was about three and we still lived in Brooklyn. See, I don't remember anything from three. I, it's weird because I have the worst memory. But this one I think I remember because it's funny and I thought it was a dream, and my aunt validated the story in the last like ten years. 
one of my, I said it once and my aunt was like, Oh, that's true. Well, and she's in total Spanish was like, that's, that's true. Yeah. And, uh, the story goes that I may have been potty trained and all that shit, but I was in the, uh, we were in the laundry room and the laundry room was awesome. Because we're had pipes. in the laundry room. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I was just climbing pipes cause I'm a little kid that weighs pipes that like today I would be like, dude, that little kid's going to break that pipe. And I was, I remember back in the day, like swinging and like climbing above them between the ceiling and the, like my mom flipping out, like get down from there, blah, blah, blah. And I remember I had to poop, but I didn't want to tell her because I was having so much fucking fun. And then I was uh-huh. like, I got to go. And it like caught up and I jumped down off the pipe. And when I jumped down, I kind of felt like a log fucking shoot. And I was like, no way. And my mom was like, did you? Like she saw my face and I was like, I just arrogantly walked, like started to walk away and tugged at my pant leg until this log made its way down my pant leg. <laughs> oh, and so you shit a solid log. I shit a log, bro. Yeah. And I got it That's out my little thing. Superman like, You don't underwear. shit logs in your pants when you're an adult. <laughs> I fucking let it out my ankle and I pointed at it arrogantly and walked away like, clean that up, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought it was a dream. And recently my aunt, I was telling the story and she was like, oh, I remember that, you little shit. She's like, you were a little fuck. Really? She's like, you not only took a shit, but you pointed at it and walked away back to the house. <laughs> I was like, yeah, good for me. See, that's my I'm a dick. I I have so uh, the the this only other time that I remember shitting myself was I was probably like, I'm gonna say anywhere from five to eight, you know, like in that thing. And I had uh, I had a friend in the neighborhood in the neighborhood that we grew up in, and uh, I I I always like. My whole life, but but uh, when I was a kid, like if I was out hanging out with my friends, like that was the best thing ever. And and fucking uh, my friend was over, and we were playing catch in the backyard, and uh, and I didn't want it to end or whatever. And he lived around the corner, and he would like leave and come back or whatever. And I and you know like you have to like just shit out of nowhere, you know. I was a stupid kid, and I remember like I start I started taking a shit in my pants because I didn't I didn't want to leave. I didn't want to go inside. Like I knew it was gonna be a whole thing. I'd have to go inside, and my mom would be there, and then fucking James would probably go Not home. Not gonna get back out, uh, right? And everything like that. So I, I didn't want to stop <clears> playing. So I was taking a shit in my pants, and it was the same thing. It was like coming out in like little logs or whatever. So I just started. Sc- taking like scoop my hands no i just take take my hands and just like throwing them aside while i was shitting and throwing them the ball it, it, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah oh you dirty bastard and then but the thing was is he was like what are you doing what are you doing he was a year older than me but like which means nothing but at the time you know he was like what are you doing what are you doing and then he realized what i was doing and he was like oh sandy and he like ran to my mom he's like it, it was pretty embarrassing. bad friend pretty how embarrassing. did you handle that that fucking that rat I don't believe. I, oh, he also did that to me another time. He ratted you out. This was probably around the same time. I remember learn. It was like when I first learned the word fuck, or I heard. I at least I like I knew the word fuck, but I had heard somebody on like the playground use it, and then I was like, oh shit, kids could use that or whatever. Like, I guess I didn't say shit because, and um, I was whoa, I was so excited to say it. And uh, I remember, like, even thinking in my head all day about how I was going to say it in front of my friend and how it was going to be so fucking cool, you know. And uh, we were in my, again, in my backyard. I think he his house wasn't, like, his family wasn't too cool or whatever. Because I hung out with this kid forever, and we I never once went to his house. He was always at my house. He actually, later on in life, ended up living at my house for a while. And... um Maybe his mom was fucking anal like mine. Yeah, she was. If you touch something out of the way, she'd yell at your friend. They were. She just didn't want people. Oh, they just the family was weird. Yeah. But um. But yeah, we're. I remember we we're on the swing set, and I was like, blah blah blah, and I like tried to like work it into a thing, and I was like, uh, thinking that he was gonna be like, oh shit, as soon as I say it, like all, all excited that I said or whatever, and I was like, yeah, and fuck or whatever, and he looked at me, and he goes, oh, 
And he turned around and he ran right to my backyard, back door and started knocking on the door. And I was like, what are you doing? And he's like, Sandy, Devin just said the F word. And my mom was, you know, my mom fucking, she wreaked havoc on her kids. And she was like, <laughs> what? God, I, I. And it, my life was over at that point. And I was like, you rat bastards. <laughs> I understand. This James, I understand. This. James had, uh, begin with a B? And no. he's older than you? Severed. Oh, okay. No, oh, Jamie. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. No yeah, way. Yeah. And, uh, and um, yeah. And, a little, he lived by us? Yeah, he lived in between us. I didn't know that. Right across from the Puckies. Oh, no That way. house on the corner. I didn't realize he lived there. I know yeah, I always yeah. knew him growing up, but I thought it was because he's related to our friend Timmy. Mm-mm. And I just thought, like, they're cousins. No, they're not. They used to say they were cousins. Timmy who? Timmy Timmy. No. Yeah. They're not cousins. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm positive. All right. I don't even know if they know each other. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking of a little different guy then. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But but yeah, uh, I understand him ratting me out for the uh, the shit offensive because I mean it's a little unsanitary, and I would also be They're like not the f bomb. Yeah, the f bomb he ratted me out a for puss. Yeah. Anyway, and then when I was 33, I shit myself. I've told that story on this podcast. <laughs> yes, you have. So I actually I now to, that you said to, the throwing the thing back, I do remember early in the RTG days, you did say that one too. Did I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Because I remembered it once you were like, t- once it was almost over, I was like, oh, I remember hearing that story. That's a good story. Yeah. I don't. You know what's funny is like, do you remember me like growing up from like the Cobra days? No. Because I remember you and your brother, but like I said, my mom always thought you were gypsies. Yeah. So I never got to converse with you. And then it was like that kind of set the par for the rest of our lives. I think I remember Yeah. Yeah, I don't I, I can't honestly say that. I, I think I I do remember one time being down in the townhouses, I think with, with Pucky. I'm sorry Ooh. for anybody listening, like uh going down memory of lane. Our with friend us. Pucky. Yeah, and uh and because he is a mutual friend. I hung and out he was him. your age. Yeah. You know, that was the thing. Like I hung out with a couple guys in the neighborhood, like the Socias. And Jeff Ortiz and Pucky, who were like two or three years older than me, which you are. Yep. And, uh, and I remember, I do remember being down in your neighborhood and, and like being in your driveway or something for like a little bit. And like, but I don't, you know, did we my, never. Did my mom come and yell at everybody? No, Get the fuck away from my house. Yeah. I also have the worst memory. Yeah. My, 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 uh. I remember Dean more than I remember you. Yeah. Just because he's this little tiny thing with this huge mullet. Yeah. Just running around like this little squirt. Yeah. And seeing his kids now, like, like Nat when she was shorter. Yeah. He's like, before she sprouted up. He was like that kid from, um, the third man, Max. Yeah. Exactly. Totally. Yeah. 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 Totally that kid. That's totally your brother. Oh my God. That's the perfect description. Yeah. Cause he, like, he would be out in the fucking the footbridge just getting dirty and he would mm-hmm. turn into that little kid. He mm-hmm. would always like have like a little bit of dirt on his cheek or something. You'd be mm-hmm. like, that kid's just roughhousing in the mud over there. He's a little savage. He was. He was a little fucking Still uh, is. Little little filib- little uh rabble rouser. Yes. That's the word I'm looking, not filibuster. Wrong word. Well anyway, we just did twenty minutes on shitting him shitting him, as Timmy would say. Shit him. I shit him. I shit him. No, but uh how we got to my sister being ten years younger, how? Oh, we were talking about shit. Yeah, shooting. Yeah, you remembered. I don't know. We were talking about daily putting powder on his toes. Oh, yes. And then we got into this whole fucking world of stuff like that. That's funny, though, because um, that we went kind of into that because I was just saying to you earlier today that I wanted to, with daily not here, and it's just not going to have the life that it would normally. No, of course not. It's not going to have that fucking. We're not going to have any, we're not going to have any like uh, sexist remarks or racist (laughs) remarks or. You're not going to have fucking... Uh, if you're getting railed by a huge monster cop, you're going to fucking start duking in your pants uncontrollably. <laughs> well, don't get the man speaks truth. 
Although, truth handed down from Mount Daly. I was telling you recently in our super secret day jobs, I witnessed another individual have logic like Daly that I was like, oh, yeah, what yeah, the yeah. fuck? He's mm-hmm. like, man, I, I remember I got people talking like older people. I love asking questions to people I know like did drugs when they were younger. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You probably had quaaludes, and and the person was like, "Fuck oh, yeah!" And I know then that another person, person, and he definitely had quaaludes. And the dude in the room next door, who's in there running shit, came in and was like, "Let me tell you about quaaludes." I got this whole quaalude story started. People then- love. That's why I I honestly <laughs> think that's why AA and NA. It's. I don't really believe that it's so many people just wanting to change their lives. I think people just want a place to go brag about their drugstore. People okay. love bragging about drugs. I tried to write a sketch, but I'm not good at writing. Uh, this was even when I first started doing like sketch comedy in college. Mm. But it was a sketch. It was a, a sketch about a guy who gets kicked out of AA because all he does is want to high five people that tell their stories. Yeah, that's what it is. And they're like, Marvin, sit down. And he's like, What? Did you fucking hear that? Yeah. Like, and they'll be like, Hey, I'm Melissa, and like. You know, I sucked that dude's dick and I was, you know, when I'm drinking, there's just nothing I won't do. And he's like, of course not. What's your number? <laughs> exactly. And then like no one liked the idea because I definitely wasn't explaining it well. But I wanted to do a sketch of a guy who just all, always wants to high five yeah. when someone's at N.A. or sex, sex anonymous or whatever. anonymous. I do it, too, man. I do. I do do it, too. Like it, there's something about there's something about a good drug story. Like and, and there's never been a good story that. It started like I was sitting home sober doing a crossword puzzle. It was always like I've been drinking for three days straight. I took seven hits of acid. I fucking you know did some ether or whatever. You know <laughs> that's Hunter S. Thompson. But you know, but I'm saying like I understand the the the, the reason why people, but. I mean these AA meetings again. I've never gone to one. They've gone off the rails and they need help. But they're but they're they stories. also are bragging a little bit, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I do it. You know? Like I've had night, I've had, I've had nights that I want to brag about. You know, it like uh, drug wise and alcohol wise that it, like you wake up the next morning, you're like, how am I still alive? Yeah, man. Who? I feel I feel bad that there are people. It's like people who were. I look at um, people who can't handle their their uh, marijuana or alcohol. Mm-hmm. I, like I, it's, I know it's a disease. I get it. It's in my family. I have sure. Friends. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I and I and I don't want to feel sorry for him, but I don't know a better word. Like I'm trying to show empathy because I have those stories that I love. Yeah. And you know me. Like I don't. I've had my moments where, like, even here, I fucking we talk about panic attacks and stuff. I'm having those moments, but I still look fondly on these other things that we did as a kid, and we're like, how are we alive? Oh, I don't man? regret anything. How did we do acid and just decide? All right, we're gonna not only do acid, but Sean's gonna get in his car and take six of us. So um, you're doing it right now. You're excited acid. to tell this story. Yeah. Like, how did we just not fucking die? Yeah. And I then know. we didn't, and that's lucky and it's great, but that story still puts a twinkle in my eye rather than sadness. Yeah. The acid years and the coke years. The acid, not so much like I was going to die from acid, but like, uh, but just like the shit I got into or how fucked up I went through life, you know? Like, so without, a, without saying it's a problem for you though, would you say, uh, the, drugs or alcohol you did at that age has completely influenced your personality as a person i believe so and for better or for worse i think that uh, uh mike dirt actually from green day fucking i know which one's that the bass player oh the, he's a cute one uh yeah i guess so yeah um he, billy joe he's an ugly motherfucker eh, what a garbage a- kid. um he, I remember reading a quote from him one time, and he said that he thinks that everybody should do acid once in their life. And and I and I really do believe that's true. 
That I, same quote happened during the conversation I was having with those two dudes talking about quaaludes. Yeah. Like acid's something you should do. It, I think it does. It opens up. It it opens up. Now, here's the here's my thing is I think I was shit, how old was I the first time I did acid? 15 years old maybe? That's crazy. So like that I can't I don't know if I condone. No, because like, I didn't do I didn't smoke weed till I was 17. And even then, bro. when the kids I knew were like, I was already going to fish shows with people and I was like, they're doing drugs. Fuck. Like, I really like these people. And I'm sure curious. But I was always raised that if you do stuff, you do it with your family. Yeah. So I literally called my cousins in Brooklyn and was like, I got to come visit you. Like, I could drive the first time I smoked weed. Really? Like, I drove to Brooklyn, stayed at my aunt's house in the same building like I grew up in. And we wound up just walking into a stairwell and smoking a couple blunts and uh, in an echoey ass stairwell. The first time I smoked weed was I was 13. 13 was the first time I drank and smoked weed. And then the first time I did acid was 15. But here's what I'm saying is that, you know, there is like uh, and look, this is not a fucking brag. It's a fact of your life. But I've done I've done a shit ton of acid. Like like more, you know, and Oh yeah, totally. I remember you telling stories on this show before like when I was just listening to yeah. the show where I thought I did a lot of acid and my numbers were like so that night we did like two tabs and then I would listen to the show and you're like so we did 10 tabs yeah, that night each yeah. and I'm like what? The well, we would fuck? do so much acid during the week like in school and shit that come the weekend we'd have to do like 7 8 tabs uh, on a saturday night or you weren't like it was like low level shit anyway it doesn't matter i'm not bragging right. but the thing that i kind of regret to be completely honest with you is uh is doing that much that young when my brain wasn't developed yet because although i've done a lot of psychedelics and i did do it into my early adulthood but at the same time i feel like the benefits that you get from psychedelics uh i i feel like i missed out on a lot of those because most of it was just like like I don't know if I was having profound psychedelic experiences at fifteen. You know what I mean? Like, right. like I was. It was more about like getting as fucked up as possible. And although I did, I have specific memories of these trips and everything. And like there was mind changing shit. But it, like I wish I would have waited a little bit later and and like and experienced it in a different way. But uh, either way, you know, the different light is like where you didn't wait that time frame. You weren't using it for that purpose back then you were using it like a roller coaster yes and you got off on the roller coaster yeah and you dug it it's yeah. a different it like i'm i'm glad i didn't do it at that young of an age because i mean i'm lucky to be where i am today with the drugs that we all did but i uh i didn't get into like using it for the reasons you're you're talking about until i was like probably in my 30s yeah see like, i've never i've never out of my early 20s uh that was you it. started like that's it. That's the last time I've ever I've ever tripped. Oh really? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would say my last time doing acid, I was in my early thirties. Yeah. And then I'd only done cocaine a, a handful of times, like a few handful of times. Mm. But that was towards my thirties. For some reason, before I turned thirty, I was like, I've never done cocaine, and like, like, yeah, a ton of our friends, our mutual friends, were like, "What?" And I was like, "Wait, you've all done cocaine?" And they were like, <laughs> "Where the fuck have you been?" You've and all I done cocaine? Like, yeah, I remember. I was like the fuck like i think at my 30th birthday party a bunch of people were around actually a few blocks from here at the fire uh, the veteran the va yeah and uh somebody brought fucking coke and I, at my request and it was probably only like the second time i did it and i remember that night i like fucking got wasted yeah. like i they would karaoke there i apparently was singing of uh, um little nikki Mm -hmm. Or darling Nikki, <laughs> little nikki darling nikki to my mom popeye's chicken is the <laughs> shit <laughs> uh yeah well 
You know, the the thing I like to say about Coke is I'm I'm actually very grateful that uh that when I was the 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 deepest into that was uh was probably the brokest that I ever was in my life. That's a positive. And thing. it really was because I mean, I, I you know, I fucked myself up with some shit like, you know, I I uh you know, I had a little heart thing happen because of one night I, 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 you know, I basically overdosed, I guess, on a bunch of shit and everything like that. And that's what the thing that kind of set me on the right course as far as like hard drugs go. And I'm, I'm actually now when I'm older, I'm grateful for it. At the time, I was like jealous, like everyone was still doing shit. And I was like, I can't do that. But, um, but yeah, I, I look, looking back at it now, like, look, just like a cigarette. And just like maybe like a, like an acid hit or a mushroom trip every once in a while, like I would really love, to be able to uh like just once every few months like do a couple bumps of coke on like a night and get a little energized and shit and like talk you know chew on my gums a little bit and talk and have that feeling again i would fucking love it but that's not the person i am it's the reason i don't there's a reason i can't smoke cigarettes i quit cigarettes i can't just have like uh like my my lady friend right now she's in the middle of quitting cigarettes and she's vaping but she'll like she'll like uh, like I just have a complete freak out and smoke one cigarette and then not smoke again for like another few weeks. Like my shit doesn't work that way. And it's the same thing with everything. You know, like when I was doing Coke, I was doing fucking Coke. That's all You're I, that's, that's all I fucking cared about. It's what I, it's what I wanted to do. Right. I wasn't happy if I didn't have it, you know, like I get it. I have such an addictive personality uh, when it comes to anything. And it literally I, I honestly don't see that except for with the beers. You can beer, beer. Uh, video games, sex. Um, uh, That's a great addiction. But uh, all these, all these things. Well, it is, but it's not like because I've also been addicted to porn, which I've had to, you know, like that's not a good addiction. No, you know, that sucks. I, I'm actually, I'm gonna pause this for one second. Hello. All right, we're back. That's well. That's what I was gonna say to finish that thought that I that I started before I, I uh, scooted off to the bathroom real quick. Is mm. that the only thing in my life? As far as indulgences go, that I can be on and off with is marijuana. Yeah, I've never there's there's been point there's been years where I would smoke like every single day, and then I would stop and like you know, and it just I could take it or leave it. Sometimes I'm a you know you know when when I am when I when I crave weed is when I'm the happy like when everything's going great and I'm in a, in a good mood and it's like summertime and everything's fucking fun. And I got no worries. Then I want to get high. But if I have the littlest bit of darkness in me or whatever, it's just it doesn't it doesn't really it doesn't do it for me. I can hear that. Cause Alcohol, it really intensifies. though. Yeah. You're my best friend. Go get him, Pinky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. I could definitely see that. But I don't have that problem with weed. I definitely don't have that problem with cigarettes. I used to. Uh, cigarettes and, is uh, another, well, cigarettes. I, I love I, I, I love smoke them. them and I will like see like Kevin or staff or even Megan a couple times. Yeah. Like and I'll be like, yo, let me get a cigarette. And then I'll smoke like two or three. I'm so jealous of that. And then I don't see them and I don't smoke. I'm so jealous. I, I wish I could be that way. But I also have lung issues, man. I have asthma. Yeah. As I smoke all this weed all the time, like I have to <clears> really decide like in my life, like you with Coke, like if I have that cigarette, <coughs> I'm not going to be breathing that great. And I still want to like be able to go take a hike or I want to yeah. be able to get on that rowing machine. I want to get my stars. Yeah. You know, like I want to be able to be active. So as much as I want the cigarette, I have more of a difficulty with food and soda than I do with cigarettes. Yeah. Like I today I fucking had an Inca Cola, which is a Peruvian bubblegum soda, and it's fucking just diabetes in a fucking bottle, and I could not help myself and I bought one. I was I, I, I was saying that um I'm not I don't have the same food issues that you do, but I do enjoy I can go off the rails with food as I have in the past few months and that's why I'm getting on, on back on track. But um 
I I did say that not too long ago. I might even said it on the show, but like, if you would have asked me, uh, like anywhere up until I'm gonna say like 35, that if there was one thing that's bad for you that you could make good for you, what would it be? I would have told you immediately cocaine. <laughs> I would have said fried chicken. But after, <laughs> but but after fucking our fucking addictions just but, shine through immediately. But this is what I'm going to tell you. After 35, for the last few years, I'm going to be honest with you and say fucking Pepsi. Really? Like, I I totally thought you were going to say Taco Bell. No, well, because but I I just Pepsi is so goddamn fucking delicious and refreshing and such a, a treat. That I just wish it was something I could drink on a daily basis and not feel like shit and and get fat and get diabetes and shit. When I treat Pepsi now, uh, it, the same way that I would uh, that I try to treat any indulgence, where uh, it's literally I only allow myself to have it like once or twice a month on a cheat day because it's that bad for you. It's Is horrible it like for you're, you. You're you're at your place, and like you come back. And there's just a big bottle of Pepsi on your kitchen table, and you lean down and you're like, "Guess what, Pepsi? <laughs> Tonight you're mine, dude. I love you, Pepsi. Me, it'll be talk to it. It'll be like a Sunday night, and like me, me, and me, and my lady friend will like order uh, like a, a cheat meal, and then it'll literally like look at each other and be like." Should we get soda? And it's like the same exact thing as being like, should we cut up these lines or but, should we have an orgy? Like it's the same feeling. You're like, I don't know, should we? And then you get it, and you're just like, I know this is the worst thing I could possibly do for myself, but it is so good right now. Don't you love having that in your relationship? I, I get that with Jenny, where I'm like, yo, should we order Domino's? And she's like, do you mean the uh, the app that's on my phone right now? <laughs> I'm like, oh, I love you. Yeah, that's uh the food thing. I, I believe me, I love picking out, but but uh, I, I I enjoy being in shape more than that. So yeah. I c- I could circumvent that. That's but, my uh, favorite, uh, Jimmy. What's his face from Opie and Anthony? Jimmy Norton. That's his best quote: "Is uh, skinny tastes way better than any food you can eat." Right. I think that's actually uh, he stole it from somebody else. It's like a supermodel. I think Cindy Crawford or someone said that. Yeah. One of those supermodels said it. But the thing is, I heard him say it. And yeah. I, and then it was his quote from me. Yeah. Although he's a little too skinny. He's kind of looking like an AIDS victim nowadays. I mean, he looks like somebody deflated Patton Oswald. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> like, that's what I see when I see him. He looks like a mix of Patton Oswald and this dude that we grew up with in our neighborhood. In our neighborhood? Yeah. You say the, the first name. Matt. Oh yes, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, don't totally. you get that vibe from him? Oh my god, yes, that's yeah. so funny. Yeah, for us, for yes. <laughs> Sorry for anybody listening to this who doesn't care about the uh, the side of the this is, footbridge that we grew for up. For those of you out there, we tonight we were when we were talking to Dev. I was like, I just want to do a show where we just talk for the show, mm-hmm. like how you doing? Because you and I have known each other forever, but not really known each other forever. No, it's only been and, since I moved back here that we've been buds. Yeah, like, it's funny too because when our fucking worlds collide, and people are like, "Wait, you know that dude?" and they're like, "Oh, you guys are friends," and I'm like, "Yeah, we're friends." How how long have you known each other? I'm like, "Well, we kind of been growing up together since I was in like yeah. first grade." I was like, "I've known him a long time," but they're like, "Oh, so you know blah blah blah?" I'm like, "I don't really know that about him." <laughs> we we're not like that that but we are like that (laughs) like we definitely grew up together in the same vicinity same friends same neighborhood yeah it's weird that that we grew up so close to each other and in and kind of hung out with kind of the same people and Mm -hmm. shit but then barely really spent any time with each other you've you knew of my wife before i did i hung out with your wife before you did one of my favorite moments with my wife you were there and you dated my girlfriend before (laughs) i did yeah long long time ago so yeah it's small world you know small town dude that's the thing like that's why i'm like there's certain questions i don't know 
about you, but I'm like, well, we could just do a show where I like literally yeah, made up like, on. like uh, I did like almost a packet tonight. Do it. I haven't done that in a long time. I'm but into it's it. Just, so this is you just wanna, I got a you ton want, of shit. You just want to interview. I'm just gonna me. look through them and ask you a question that I think you might like, and I'm Please. not gonna pay attention to other ones because they look stupid. No, ask them all. I don't <laughs> like, care. Okay, here's one time. that I was like. So, all right, so you said something about your parents. This is your this is your thing that you said today that you just want to interview. An intimate night with Devin Ferry. Okay, let's do it. That's what we're gonna have. That was very loud. And I, and I tell you, you liked. Wait, hang on, hang on. You are my number one guy. Dale, are you okay with this? I just knew I had to put shit on my face to go get food. Oh, okay, he's still in the same. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Um, so I, I have these series of questions for an intimate night with Devin Ferry. Uh, like you mentioned something before that I was like, oh, and when I was looking at him, I was like, I'm not going to use that one. And then I saw the way you were talking. I was like, let me ask this question. And here it is. Mm -hmm. Do you resent the way you were raised? Ooh. Um, the short answer to that is yes. Really? Yeah. But, but here's the reason why. It's funny that you bring this up because I was actually having a conversation with Megan about this the other night. Mm -hmm. Um, I was raised in a 100% uh, supportive, like, I, like, I, when I say yes, you, you, your brain's probably going directly to the place of like, oh, his parents neglected him or he was abused or blah, 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 or, all the, or whatever it may be. Um, that's the exact opposite. My parents are, they're both, they're both creatives and they're both hippies. They're both free loves. Can I hit that? Hit yeah, single totally. that? Um, and they support it. Maybe resents a strong word. Oh, I like that. You're getting closer. Daily spot. Yeah, do it. Uh, and they supported me. And anything I, that I wanted to do, um, and were always one hundred percent have my back, and uh, and they were a little strict about grades. And, and I'll tell you, this and, sounds terrible. What? How dare they? Now, I know, but let me explain to you why. I, I, again, let me say that resent the word resent is probably not the ideal it, word. Not the ideal word, might but be too strong. But this is something that I that I came to grips with when I was older. Like, like a why, you know, like in my thirties, maybe I started really thinking about it. But the one thing that my parents did, and it's not their fault, and and I don't, I want to take it back by any means, but they, when, no matter what I did, they made it seem like it was the greatest thing in the world. Right. If I like drew something, if I wrote a song, if I fucking did this, I did that. They made it seem like. So you don't like how much support you got? Well, but here's the problem: when I when I when I became a, a teenager and a young adult, and I was out there in the world, especially as a creative, somebody who was out there creating things, <laughs> my mindset was everything I do it, it is awesome, right? Because my whole life, anything I did, I was told how great it was, which which is great to do for your children to a point. Mm -hmm. But it, there was a little bit of a learning curve for me, actually a lot of bit of a learning curve for me. When you started getting when a little I bit would, of negative Yeah, I would, I would do, I would write something or I'd do something and, and nobody would like it. And I'd be like, wait a second, that, how, how is this possible? You know? And, and I think that that fucked me up for a little bit. Yeah. So yeah, I, I should say resent isn't the right word because I love the way I was growing up. But there's also there's another uh, side of that. I don't know. Are you going to ask about relationship stuff later? There's tons of different. All right, yeah. we just but ask. We could, you, but, I don't have to if you knock it off the list. No, no, you no. Knock it off the list. If it comes up, there's another side of that too. And again, none of this is my parents' fault. Like, right. like they they did the best that they they could, <laughs> and they they were uh, fantastic parents, and they still to this day are fantastic parents. Very good vibes. And I don't. Me. And I don't. I don't. Um. It's not that I resent them for that. I just it, they were doing what they thought was right, and and I probably would do the same thing for my child. But I think 
I think that it did. And I think there's reverberations of that still in my life where it's not, it's probably subconscious because I don't, I'm not a narcissist. I don't think that everything I do is great. Far from that. But at the same time, when I do create something, I kind of like love it right off the bat. I love it right off the bat. Yes. And I also, and, 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 and also like I can take criticism, but at the same time, a lot of times I'm like, I don't know. It's hard to explain, you know, like I've matured a lot and, and I, and I understand, uh, not everyone's going to dig. Yeah, exactly. And I don't care about that, but there was a point in time, especially when I was the most creative, you know, when I, when I turned into a young teenager and I started playing in bands and got into some bands that were pretty popular and I was writing the songs and shit like that. And like, you know, like if a song fucking fell flat or something like that, I would, uh, it would piss me off. You know, I, I wouldn't understand why everybody didn't want to put every picture of a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle that I grew, drew on the refrigerator. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. I hear that. So that was, that's your one thing. But I, I don't think it sounds too negative. You just, no, uh, I'm just saying that, that, yeah, but no, I, I, you know, my parents are fantastic. I had a great childhood. How would you have, if like, because there's a couple different questions about relationships. Yeah, you were saying that there, you think it also affected you relationship wise. I do. Yeah, that's the other thing I think about, um, and the reason why. And again, this is this sounds stupid for me even to say, but my parents have been married. They got married when they were 21 years old. Well, my father was 21. My mother was 23, um, and they they've been married ever since. That's fantastic. And and. Uh, you know, so I grew up in a household with uh, two parents that have been married for fuck forty, almost fifty years at this point. And you and, grew up in a house of a love story. Yeah, and they had and they had their hard times. And um, you know, I don't, you know, I don't know their story that that well as far as that stuff goes. But you know, I think they had their in and outs and probably hard in and outs. Like you know, I don't know if there was infidelity or blah blah blah. And you know, my dad is also a musician. He's been on the road a lot and all that shit. But like I grew up in a family where these two people made a commitment to each other and no matter what, and there's some dark no matter what's that I went through as a child and even as a teenager seeing them go through, they fucking stuck it out together because they loved each other and they had this commitment and this thing or whatever. And I just grew up. Um, and it, again, this is something that I've thought about recently. Uh, I think after my, my engagement broke up is when I really first started thinking about this. But I just didn't have any other option in my head of how a relationship was going to work out, you know? So, like, it, like uh, it took me a long time to come around to the fact that, that you know, especially in modern times and shit, like, shit just doesn't work out that way. Right. You know, it's, like, kind of a special thing or whatever, however you want to look at it, whether it's special or not. But, you know, like, I, and I still kind of operate that way right now. But, like, I would get into these relationships and there would be problems but the problems would never really, they would re- never really bother me that much because in the back of my head, I'd be like, well, we love each other. So this isn't going to end anything. Like this is just a rough patch mm-hmm. and we're going to get <clears throat> through it. And I think because of that, I've probably acted like an idiot a, a lot more than I should have and, and didn't take, because in my mind, it was just like you get into a relationship with somebody that you love. I was lucky enough to, to, to meet somebody that I, that I actually absolutely unconditionally loved and fell in love with when I was in my early twenties. And, um, you know, we were together for a long time on and off and, you know, whatever, but we were together for a long time. And, uh, and I, I just, when that whole thing fell apart, it stunned me because I didn't think that it could, because I just thought that love is all you need. So I thought like, we love each other. 
Um, and yeah, we're going to go through some crazy shit and, and shit's going to happen or whatever, but we're always going to end up with each other. And it was like a hard lesson for me to learn later in my like late twenties. And then even probably later on in my early thirties, when I went through it again, even though it was with somebody that I wasn't really like, you know, in love with or whatever. Yeah. But the stakes were definitely higher. Well, what it ended up always <clears throat> happening was that I always felt abandoned by these people. Right. But the but the but it wasn't that they they were just getting to a breaking point in a relationship and trying to do what was best for themselves. But in my mind, they were abandoning me because mm-hmm. in my mind, you don't do that if you love somebody, no matter what. You right. know what I mean? Like, you know, if my if my first uh, not my first girlfriend, but the the, the first, first lo- true love. the first true love of my life, like if uh, she never broke up with me, we'd still be together right now. Wait, yeah, honestly though, whether or not I was still in it, probably. You know what I mean? Like, mm. like uh, I probably could have went through my own thing where I was frustrated or wanted out or wasn't, you know, whatever. But I, I, pro- I probably would have fucking rode that out because it was just the example that my parents gave me. Mm. So I just thought that that was it, you know. So that that's always been something I think about too with my parents. And again, not their fucking fault. They they put together They're a fifty year thing. marriage. Yeah. It's like beautiful. It's amazing. But uh, but I don't know. Kind of fucked up the way I saw things. So that being said. Mm-hmm. Are you a person that holds grudges? Generally, no. Right. Yeah. I, I try not to I try not to live with regret or grudges. Although I can't like I'm very quick to to write people off. So uh hmm. so like you could do something fucked up to me. Um and I'll be hurt by it or upset by it or whatever. Um, and, and it might get to the point, depending on where you are as a person in my life, it might get to the point where I might not even talk to you anymore, but I don't think I carry that hatred for you with me. It's just like, you've proven yourself as somebody that I don't really need to pay attention to. You know, I have a lot of friends and a lot of family and stuff like that. And it's like, you know, like I hold really close to people that I hold really close, but at the same time I could let some people go and it's not really going to affect me. So I guess in a way that's kind of a grudge, but it's not. I'm not holding. I'm not holding any ill will for anybody. I'm just willing to let. Pe- I'm just willing to let people go. You yeah. know what I mean? That kind of thing. Yeah, I definitely asked you that question, thinking you would just say no because I don't see you as that kind of person. I'm I mean, not, even from the show aspect. Yeah, you could tell that you're a very forgiving person because you, I try you to be. Used yeah. to do the show with someone else. Oh right, yeah. And but uh, you know, we still, but we don't talk. Yeah, I love him more than anything you, in the world, but we don't talk. Right. And one of the reasons why we don't talk is is uh, because I. And I'm not trying to talk shit about. Anybody, Richie, because I love him. But um, but I re- just realized that the kind of negative effect that that was having on my life at that time, and it's just whatever, you know what I mean? Like, but yeah, there's no like when he when he ditched this show, especially when it was like doing really good and shit. Like, yeah, I was fucking pissed about it, you know, and especially for the reasons. And there's disappointment there, and there's all that all that stuff. And uh, and you know, I'm sure he has his own stuff with me. But at the same time, it's I could really just be like live and let live kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah. This is I've never been interviewed before. This is is this? Did we turn this into a reality and check mix show? Uh, maybe. All right. I am giving you that late night voice. No, I like it. You said you liked when I just very get high and just chill. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, but I got to tell you, in my, I'm, I'm definitely suspending inner monologue of like you'll say the word sloppy and my natural go to. Did I say sloppy in that? Sloppy. Yeah, and I just hear that, and I don't want to do that with this show. Yeah, I'm like no, definitely I like fighting this. in my head, like yeah, just no more... to ask you serious questions and like. Uh, also, I'm I'm uh, 
I'm getting a little buzz because I haven't eaten in 24 hours. No, so. you don't need a baby supermodel. No, I know. Well, I'm just saying. So feel free to ask me. The I'll probably yeah. I'll probably would you like to on. smoke a joint with me? Uh, I'll probably take a hit or two. Okay, because I'm gonna go to the second one. All right, my other question regarding like and kind of relates to um, what we've been saying is, as you as a person, are you more likely to uh, avoid conflict or like tackle that shit like straight on? Hmm, that's interesting. Because I think there's two. Wow, that's a very interesting. And I think about this a lot. Because um, these are legitimately questions. Like I read them, and I was like, you know what? I don't know that shit about him, and I would fucking love to know that about people like a person that's been close to me for like the last two years. I have two complete opposite gears, and I think you've probably seen them both. Uh, I, I can be very uh, confronting and upfront, but I have to like I have to kind of get to that place a little bit. Like uh, I think my, my I think my general um disposition is i'm probably more laid back and not upfront with things but i think that speaks to more um about how little i care about things and i'm not trying to say that to be cool but like like but if there is something important to me or i do feel like there's an injustice that that it's blah blah blah, then then i'm i have no problem being like very in someone's face and very getting whatever i need done or, or or trying to right a wrong or something like that like I, I, that energy will come out of me and I'll be there, you know? And, I, um, but for most of the time, I think I, I am more just kind of, what was the, the initial question? If I was, what were the, if you're a person who avoids conflict, right? I think most of the time who, I avoid, well, con- I think uh, most of the time I do avoid conflict, but it's not for a lack of, it's not because I'm afraid it's more because, uh, it, it difference. Yeah. I'd ra- I'd rather if it's something that's not too important for me, I'd I'd rather just let the person like go on thinking that they won or they did the right thing just to just like to, to move on like it doesn't matter. But the second that it's important to me, then then I, then uh, I do not avoid conflict. If that makes any sense. No, I mean, this, is this interesting at all? Yeah, totally. Okay. I, at least I think so. Yeah. Okay. Um, but. I find myself to be the kind of person I'm trying to change because I'm like, people say, pick your battles. And I say every one of them. Right. Well, you are. Yeah. To be that kind of person. I'm trying to be a lot chiller of a person, but I'm definitely the person who heads straight at conflict for no reason. It doesn't do anything positive for you. Right. It fucking fucks, make just toxifies your brains. You have to meditate and fucking shake it. So that's something I, as a person, I'm trying to fucking change. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm definitely like, as I get older, um, I, I'm gonna definitely not be able to watch sports and shit because I get so into shit. Even if it's not a team, yeah. See I care that shit about. you gotta. That's shit you gotta let go of. As that's you get a older. big problem. Yeah, because <laughs> like, like, you don't like, th- you don't fuck? feel like you feel like you're passionate, but it's really just stress over something that doesn't really matter. Yeah, I'm just changing you know? energies into something it's not. Yeah, like I, I just get that angst, but I wish I didn't. You know what? The way I could describe that to, to try to word it a little bit better, or at least give an example, is uh, like I. I get a like I don't want to like I'm I don't want to call for a pizza. You know what I mean? Like like if I'm with a group of people and and uh and everyone wants to order a pizza or whatever, I I'm the one that's always like I'll pay if somebody else calls. Like I don't <laughs> want to that I have a little weirdness about calling for a pizza. Uh wh- which whatever like little bit of conflict you might see that as being. But then like I remember I don't know why this came to my mind, but um I was at a bar uh, a few years back um with uh, a bunch of friends and and one of my friend's girlfriends the bartender like said some snide remark to her and as soon as he did it i was like 
over the bar in his face, freaking the fuck out. I got like got us kicked out because of, like it just it, you know. So like I'll be afraid. I, afraid's not the right word, but I'd rather not call and talk to the person to order a pizza. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I'll also be immediately in your face if you do something wrong to somebody that I care about. You know that kind of thing. Yeah. Does that make more sense? Totally. Yeah, okay. Totally. No, I hear exactly what you're saying. All right, you ready for this one? Yeah. Speaking of pizza <laughs> and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. How much? Now, this goes with your your, your id that you were just talking about, sure. how you were raised. So this question is, as I, I picked this because of that, but um, how much do you want to achieve in your life? Wow. These are deep questions here on the Reality and Checks Mix. Um, you know, that's very weird, honestly. You're definitely a person who's artistic. You've done the band thing. Uh-huh. You've done your own, you know, I don't know, you don't talk about that often, but you had your, your stint in stand-up. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you reached, you did creativity, like, you've done creative things. You've been an artist in, in different forms yeah. in your life already. Mm-hmm. Um, you, the grillers. Mm-hmm. Um, the Chillers mm-hmm. and the Spillers, uh-huh. all great bands, all great bands. I was only in one of them, but yeah, but they all rhyme, sure. Um, but you, you've been a creative person, so having that in your life because like, you grew up in a house of of creativity, yeah. Even at this point in your life, how much do you think you have left? How many, you know, you went into podcasting a few years back. Yeah. Like you didn't, you know, it's something you always want, kind of wanted to do. Yeah. It's something I wanted to do. That's the way I, I think that's the way that I look at all my creative things is that it's really just, it's just something I want to do. It, I actually, I, honestly, this probably speaks to my, my childhood too a little bit because my father is a professional musician. He's never, uh, short of like, one or two like little side jobs i remember him having when we were kids probably because he had to pay some crazy bills or whatever (coughs) like my father has been to his credit and for better or worse he left his parents house when he was 16 years old with his guitar and he never came back and he played his guitar for your dad yeah he played his fucking guitar for the rest of his life and was able to you know buy a house and raise children with it and everything like that and um uh I think that, sorry, I lost my, my train of thought a little bit, but I, I think that in my mind, I just saw him, um, as a, like, I just saw it as functional. But, uh, you know, this is what I'm trying to say. Uh, I always looked up to my father because of how, uh, how great of an artist he is when it comes to guitar and everything like that. But I, the, I never looked up to the fact of how much he would struggle to try to make a living and it never seemed like worth i'm going on that right now it never really seemed too worth it to me <coughs> so like even when i was doing the band like of course if the band fucking hit it and like you know we could of course i wanted to, to play music for a living you know what i mean but it was never it was in my mind it was never like something that was going to be that possible or if it was possible it was going to be a life of like a lot of sacrifices and late nights and all that shit so <laughs> you're realistic about it in my mind yeah but it's probably to my detriment but in my mind, I've always had, uh, for some one reason or another, my my perfect life for me would be to work a job like a Monday through Friday job that wasn't too pressing and didn't tax me too physically or mentally, and then I could come home and either go do open mics or write a song or do a podcast and stuff like that. And then if any of those things kick in, kick in, then great, you know. But if not, I always wanted that security. I never, I watched my father, you know, go, go through a lot of times of not security, you know. And like, look, 
he's a successful guy as far as like his art goes, but monetarily he's not, you know, like he didn't, he, you know, he's been busting his ass for, you know, he's at 70 now. He's been busting his ass for nearly 60 years playing music. And like, I mean, yes, a success in a way that again, he bought, he was able to buy a house and raise children and shit like that. But no, you know what I mean? Like nobody's out there, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, so yeah, I don't know. It never, I don't know. The thing with me is like, even with this podcast or whatever, like I, I do it because I like to do it. It gets a certain energy out of me. And then if there's a few people that are like, Hey man, I really like that. Then I'm like, that's cool. That's yeah. really all that matters. That's all I cared about with the band. So what do you think is the next podcast? What do you think is the next venture? What is, what's in your mind no that idea. you want to try and do? I have an out. I, I, I really, no, I, I've never been a great, uh, a, artist. Yeah. That way. Um, I want, my main thing is, and it's hard, it's hard. Um, but I I, I want to write. I have like four or five songs that I'm really proud of now, and I want to write like another four or five songs, and then I want to record an album. Cool. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And again, you know, see that's something. Put it on. Put it on. Put it on Spotify or whatever. That's and, cool. That's yeah. Fucking dope. But it's harder than you think. Of course. It's a lot of effort. Like I sit down with my guitar and I'm like, okay, here we go. And then two hours later, I'm like, nah. I don't know. Like I, I don't know. And it's weird because the last few songs that I wrote that I really, really liked, they came in that time that I wasn't working. And so that kind of proves the point where, like, if you want to go for something, you should probably just go for it. But I don't, I, I honestly, being comfortable to me is, and maybe that's a pussy way out, but it's a little bit more important. Like, I like my apartment. I like having money in the fucking bank. And, you know, I don't, I don't want to be out there scrapping and doing, you know, I did that shit. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard. And it's a yeah. lot of work. Like you said, even putting together right. your own album. Right. And recording your own shit. It's a lot of fucking work. It's a lot of work, yeah. And uh, I don't know. I praise you for fucking being able to do that Whatever. shit. But yeah, that's the, that's the thing I want to do. And I just put it on YouTube and maybe two people listen to it. But at least I did it, you know? It'll be like your rock opera. I've looked that way of everything my whole life. Even college. Like, I didn't, you know, again, probably to my detriment. But like, I didn't go to college with like a plan. I went to college because I just wanted to get a, have a college degree. Right. You know, like... It didn't really matter to me the the end result of it. It was just the action itself that that was what I wanted to do. And I think that's the same way with that kind of shit. What did you major in? Communications, which is the fucking major for anybody who doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. I too am a communications major. Yeah, I'm, I'm all, that makes sense to me. And you were sitting, <laughs> we're sitting here, and I have no idea what you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess the next question would be that, like, if so, asking about your achievements, who inspires you? Who would you say inspired you the most? Oh, for uh, as far as I'm going to keep doing as far as what goes, as far as your art and your life, like how you want to kick it, how you want to behave, how you want to be on this planet. I think that's ever changing for me. I don't honestly know how I want to behave. Like I really don't. Uh, That's uh, and that might be something that's persistent for the rest of my life, and that might be the reason that I'm 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 uh, like less than a year away from forty years old, living by myself in in a fucking loft, and and you know like. Um, some days, honestly, some days I think like I want to get married and have children. And then some days I think that I just want to be a fucking bachelor, like doing bachelor things for the rest of my life. And, and I feel them equally. Like if you were to put them on like the scale of justice, they would just stay in the same fucking spot, you know? And it's, uh, and the same thing with, uh, with like one day I want to do a podcast. One day I want to go do stand up comedy. Another day I want to make an album. And yeah. they all are, have the, there's not one that like peaks or spite, you know, it's, yeah. it's probably again a, a detriment. Like 
because it's like uh what is it too many not too many eggs in one basket yeah. kind of thing or mass uh like uh jack of all trades master of none kind of thing like that kind of shit and and, and I definitely feel that but so, I I don't know but I think the thing is is I kind of do think that I am kind of a go with the flow kind of person right I really all I want to be I want to be calm and I want to be happy that that's really it like there's not really any sort of achievement that I need like I don't well, who would you say would inspire you to to do that though? Oh, is that what you're asking? Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry, I got fucking. Drunk. No worries. I like uh, who would you say the person that that is helping you guide? You said that changes, but who would you say have been the constants? Well, I, I would say my father, just because you know the music thing. Yeah. Um, uh, shit. After that, man, I really don't know. You know, like there there's people that i look up to like uh jello biafra i look up to you know he was like a role model as a young kid um fuck i don't know that's a tough question i don't really have that dude when i read this list i was like i don't know any of the answers to this question i'm looking at them and i'm like these are some deep fucking questions you know and i've never really had a me- even my father you know like my father i'm a guitar player my father's a guitar player you probably think that he like taught me everything he knows that's not our, what our relationship was. He st- he started teaching me guitar when I was five, and he was so strict uh, because he was just you know he's a young guy who has this new kid, and it, the thing that matters to him the most in the world is guitar, and he wants his to share the bridge it with his he kid. wants to have with this child is music. And and I remember, but he would put my fingers on the fretboard, and he would when, if they were in the wrong position, he would flick my fingers, and I, I hated it. I hated guitar, and I I, I didn't want to do anything to do with it. And then so he stopped teaching me. Um, and then when I was in my early teens, you know, I love, always loved music, but, um, I just saw it as like, you know, me and my friends wanted to start playing in a band. So I picked up the guitar again, but he never, you know what I mean? Like for, for, it, it, I, I, honestly, the amount of knowledge that he's passed down on me about guitar is so minimal for the fact that he's like a guitar master mm-hmm. that it, you know, I'm in, you know, whatever. It's just in the genes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, well, it's not even that. Like I'd be such a better guitar player if I would have just listened to him. <laughs> but like we came at it at different angles, that kind of thing. Right. The words got in the way mm. as Gloria Estefan would put it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. It's weird. I don't really have a lot of. I have a lot of people I look up to and like masters of their craft that I love. You know, like. Uh, but yeah, I don't really have anybody that I mold anything after. I think all the punk bands taught me how to be not care about anything and say what you want to say mm-hmm. and don't worry about what people think about you. And you're just a genuine article. So that's a huge. That's a, that was a huge thing. Because when I was younger, I really did care about. I cared about if people like me. I cared about having friends. Like I really cared about that, and I, and to a degree, I still do. But I don't know. Um, More along the lines of hoping to be polite to everyone you talk to. Yes, yeah, yeah. a people pleaser, as my girlfriend would say. <laughs> um, did some of these questions, or I don't even Just want to ask. Ask him. Tell you. Ask him. It's a, this I, is dark. This is what ask, I'm like. Wow, fine. this one's so dark. Am I going so too? Weird. Am I going too long on questions? No, man, not at all. And you, you, you see the time. I don't see the time. So you tell me when you're feeling tired. Just let me yeah, know. Yeah, that's but fine. I'm time. like, these are so weird. This one is: Do you ever feel some people will be better off without you in their life? Oh, well, that's some. That's a yeah. That's a. I feel like everybody would be better off without me. That's a, something that I fight on a daily basis. You How's know? that? How can you feel that way? It's anxiety. And uh, obsessive compulsive disorder, and uh, and yeah. Uh, Let me put it to you this way: You're a hero. And you know why? Why? 
because we know a guy um, who powders his toes. Yes. Who Shits on the floor. Not fucking be anywhere but his couch watching YouTube if you didn't have this show. Yeah, but that gets him out for fucking four hours a week. That's four hours more than he does. Mm. Like daily doesn't he doesn't go out. I mean, yeah. if he does go out, he wrecks some dude's fucking yeah. wheels and rims. No, I do. I do appreciate Deli being here. You know, you've made an impact. I I feel like uh, I, I I I guess I'm going to be like open and honest on this thing, but I really do, and it, it affects everything in my life. It affects my friendships. It affect it definitely affects my relationships, specifically the one I'm in now. Um, that I I operate, and again, it's subconscious. It's not like a. But I operate, I don't know where it came from, and I should probably go talk to somebody and fucking unpack all this shit. But I do operate under the the assumption that uh that like you don't want to talk to me. Like I feel like when if I call somebody or text them, I'm an, I'm annoying them. I don't you know what I mean? Or I and like uh or if somebody like asked me to if somebody asked me to go to a party or something like that, I feel like they're just doing that because they feel like they have to, but they really don't want me there. Like that that's that's my that's the way I, I operate, which is it's horrible for me and anybody around me. I kind of operate like that too. I, like this week alone, actually, I had asked you earlier in the week if you wanted to chill Tuesday night. And yeah. then I saw you in our super, super secret day jobs. And I was like, oh, yeah, I didn't hear from him. Like that night. And then I went to bed or whatever. And then we saw each other at our super secret day jobs. And you were like, uh, hey, man, sorry I didn't call you. I was blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, thanks, man. No, yeah. it's no big deal. Because <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, oh, man, I guess he didn't want to hang out. Right. But, you, but I think that's, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's hurt me a lot, you know, like even when I was younger, I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Um, like when I was younger, fucking, uh, sorry, hang on. Um, when I, I, as a young guy, again, speaking to that thing with like the relationship and thinking that like I just want to be in love and, and, and be in that forever or whatever, like I think I gave up a lot of opportunities because I didn't make any first moves because, I was I, in my mind. I'm like, why would this person want to hook up with me? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's that that kind of thing. And I, I kind of uh, I admire like guys who are out there who who think the opposite. Like, even if it is bullheaded stupidness or narcissism or whatever. But I think you'd be much better off in this world if you operated from a point of everybody wants to be with me or everybody wants to hang out with me than you would be from nobody wants to hang out with me or nobody wants to be with me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a. Uh... That's a tough one. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people have that. I'm sure, yeah. Like, I mean, it's anxi- it all comes from anxiety. Yeah. I get that. I get that feeling. But what are you going to do? Exactly. I'm sorry. Did I go too deep on that question? No, no. I no. could tell by your tone of voice. You're like, uh, what are you gonna-? you're like basically doing the, that's cool. No, that no. That sucks. I'm trying Told not you to, bitch was crazy. I'm trying to not bring stories up. I'm trying to like not be while while high be like oh yeah and this time it happened to me in my life yeah okay so i'm just guiding myself and kind of numbing uh the questions and i'm also reading ahead (laughs) and i'm high you're like that person at aa right now you're like let me tell you my story exactly i hate that march 22nd 1997 (laughs) we were listening to chumbawamba i started doing fucking i don't know what did people do back then ecstasy David, you're never going to believe it. We were doing uppers. I got to piss again. Were you wearing a windbreaker? Think about your next question. I'm going to pause real quick. Pause it. Man, these Miller Lights. I drink them because they're 3.6 carbs a piece, but they go through you like a fucking laser beam. <laughs> yeah, you pee-pee. I know. I'm sorry. You All right. pee-pee. Get back to it. Sorry. Are we on? We're on. All right. So here we are back from pee-pee break mm-hmm. with my next question. They don't know that. It's only been a, a millisecond in their, their world. 
He just peed himself. Yes. I peed for 25 seconds. I I stood there like uh, fucking Jerry Stiller and Zoolander. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Just give me a little pee pee. Give me a little drop, baby. (laughs) Um, My next question for you is aside from the job you currently have, Uh what sort of work would you like to do? See, that's another fucking thing, man. This is so weird. Uh, That honestly... Outside of my, the things that I love, so like, again, creative pursuits, like being a, being a professional musician, being a stand-up comedian, getting paid for podcasting or something like that, um, which would obviously be what I would choose at like uh, some sort of creative thing. There really isn't anything that like lights my fucking world on fire. So that's why... I mean, what you currently do is cool. I, I love my job. and I, But that's the thing. I'm okay, like... Like I'm okay with this job because it's it's enough to pique my interest. Um, I do I do feel, uh, even though it's kind of weird to say, but I do feel like uh, mentally and creatively satisfied at the end of most days because mo- a lot of times I'm I'm tasked with with creating something. It's not a song or a stand up routine, but it's something you know. Like I have to build something or do something, like that kind of thing. Um, and the money's good. So like, yeah, like I, like I, I do, but that's, that, that's, that's always been my thing too. And it speaks back to what I was saying before, like just go get some nine to five job that I can pay the bills and save some money and do my creative pursuits on the side. Because as long as I have those, then the job doesn't matter that much unless it's a, like I, the career I was in before this career that I'm in now was a fucking soul sucking, horrible career that I stayed in for way, way, way too long. One of, it's one of my only regrets of my whole entire life is how long I stayed in that. And uh, so that had to change because it was affecting my outside life. Mm. You know, like I would come home and I wouldn't want to create or do anything or, you know, there's no way I would have ever done this podcast then because I would come home. All I wanted to do is get drunk and, and, and forget about work and then cry in the morning when I went back to work, you know, and I was like that for a while. So, um, but it, like the job that I currently have now, I come home most of the time in a good mood at a, a reasonable hour it's a, it's basically for, uh, you know, more or less a nine to five Monday through Friday kind of thing. I have my nights and weekends to myself. I like the work. I like the money. And then I could work on things. You know, I, I, again, I'd probably benefit. I would probably benefit from, you know, like just sitting at home and writing songs and shit like that. But I don't know. I don't know. I dig the work we do. I dig that. Yeah. I don't have like a dream job. Like, uh, yeah. There's jobs that that just seem like the wor- like a life worse than uh, a hell on earth, uh, fate worse than death. I guess is what I'm trying to say. So I have the opposite. Like I have jobs that I would never do, but I don't, but I don't have a job that I like. You know, besides again playing in a band or right. being a stand up. It's a job. Yeah, it's a good job. What you currently have, like being a car salesman. And I, I and I I no disrespect to uh, no disrespect to any anybody that's listening as a car salesman, but like that I I like have nightmares of that. That seems like the worst job on the face of the earth to me. Very tough job. Yeah, it tough, just seems like job. such a fucking like it, that would probably end my life. I was never I've never been a waiter. I've been a waiter. I can't do that. Like uh, I mean, I worked in retail and I and I worked at a deli, so I've definitely done customer service jobs but you know my mom was a waitress her whole life and just the nightmare stories that she would tell me i just you know those kind of things yeah you see some like shit. Th- those are the jobs that i think about like if i was so down on my luck 
and n- couldn't get hired anywhere else, would I be willing to take this job? And the answer is probably no. I'd probably kill myself before I became one of those, you know. You know, one of the best reasons not to have And not because of the jobs themselves, just because of the way that I couldn't be able to handle the job. You know what I mean? It's the high anxiety. Yeah. And the floor is always grimy. Mm-hmm. You, your shoes get destroyed. For some reason, restaurant positions, the fucking area just always winds up getting the kind of a hot sick on your shoe. Yeah. Like a goopy fucking nasty. Yeah, I know. My, my, I, uh, it's so weird. I used to like have to go to work with my mom and kids. We were poor too. Anyway, next year, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, what's the best part of your daily routine, Dev? Well, now that I'm back into it, the best part of my daily routine is is my uh, what puts a star on the calendar. I yeah, fucking see, uh, a lot of stars, a lot yeah. of shimmer on that calendar. Right, work now. out for at least a half hour, meditate for at least a half hour. I also, I mean, I enjoy doing the podcast, but that's not daily. I enjoy hanging out with my friends. I enjoy hanging out with my girlfriend. Um, uh, there is there there is a a part of every day that I like pretty much is like the on the the at the end of the night when I unwind a little bit and that normally means putting something stupid on television like fucking friends or whatever and then normally fucking around on my iPad on like a stupid game or like reading something or something like that and I, you know it's very brief it's only, normally only for like an hour or two if that or whatever but I do look forward to that shit. <laughs> and also Sundays when I could eat real food I enjoy that as well oh you, the Sunday is your day of uh that's your fatter day? Yeah, it's my fatter day. Fatter day! Fatter day! Let me ask you. Bourbon up all this amount of And having known you as long as I have. Yeah. Most people who've known you, but not like close, close. Mm-hmm. What would you say is something that you know a ton about that most people don't know that you know a lot about? Like I would never uh. peg you for a big Mets fan. Because you Yeah, I guess baseball. You know? Baseball would be the uh, probably be the thing, um, because I have had that reaction a lot. I remember one time we were in uh, where the fuck were we? I think we were in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, obviously not Pittsburgh, Croatia, and um, <laughs> and fucking uh, um, we were at a bar and it was like late night and there was some dudes there and I guess one of them was wearing a Mets hat or something. And I was all drunk and we started talking baseball and then we ended up like fucking like high fiving over something. And my our buddy Kevin, you know, he was like a <laughs> fucking asshole. And I sat down and he was like, I he was like, I I would <laughs> I forget how he said it, but he was like, if you would have bet me a million dollars that I would see Devin Ferry high five somebody over sports in my life, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> so yeah, I guess baseball. Um but just because people see me as like the you know, like the, the musician artist type. So you don't, you don't associate that with, um, with sports, which I'm not a big sports fan, but I do enjoy baseball a lot. What else do I know about uh, a lot about? Uh, I don't know a lot about anything, to be honest with you. Um, movies, I guess. I don't know a lot about movies. You do. Yeah. Directors in general. Tell, yeah. You know, yeah. directors, but I don't know if people would be surprised by that. I mean, now friends episodes. Yeah, you look like a friends episode <laughs> kind of guy. Okay, this one's nice. What was the last time? When was the last time you cried, and why? Oh, recently. Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna get. You gonna tell us? Uh, well, it just you they, don't have to. I've just been going through a rough patch with the, with somebody that I'm in love with, uh-huh. and uh, I made a lot of mistakes and. And uh, there's been some hurtful times, and I think I shed a tear or two. It happens. Yeah. But then, you know, 
We rise from the ashes. But I don't I don't cry very often. You know, I, I cry more out of, of happiness than I do out of uh, sadness. So like You're a happy crier? Well, there's certain there's there's certain experiences that'll move me to tears. And it's not like <laughs> but like, you know, like you get that feeling and, mm-hmm. and you get tears come down. And and uh, one of them which happens a lot is uh live music if it's something that I'm really passionate about, like a band that I really love and like I'm intimate with and I see them play live and you feel that feeling, like that'll always bring tears to my eyes. Another one is a really good movie. Like uh like I, I will allow myself to get teary-eyed if there's a and again more often than like i never want to see a dog die in a movie that always tears me up but like it, at the end if there's like a redemption and they do it the right way or whatever like like tears to your it'll eyes. bring tears to my gets eyes, you yeah. emotional yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm totally that yeah. way i'm actually worse i fucking my father i got this from my father he does this so he passed this on to me um he just cries for like nothing. Like I'll be telling you about like LeBron James fucking not getting his contract mm-hmm. and I'll be happy that he didn't because I hate that he went to the Lakers and I'll be like, and then he didn't get his contract. And, like <laughs> I get choked up and like tears come to my eyes and it's over the weirdest shit. I do it all the time and Jenny's like fucking peeing herself, like laughing. Yeah. Like I try to tell her like, like something happens on like the walking dead where it's like a heartfelt moment and I'm like, and she yeah. looks over and she's like, are you fucking crying? And I'm like, shut up, bitch. But my dad gets that. You know what gets me is um, is like if there is a, a helplessness. I guess that's why animals get me a lot. And and then like humans. Ferrets get me. Humans, yes. But humans uh, that are helpless or frail or have some sort of like a disability or something like that that they can't help. And then and that all the time like well like i'm even talking about right now i'm getting like chills up my back you know really yeah like that i remember specifically uh this is like in high school i was i went to friendlies um if uh, and uh i was uh, uh, there was a woman an old woman and she and she uh she she's very old like you know she was very frail and she ordered like a sunday from friendlies and she's sitting by herself there was nobody there and I was sitting with my girlfriend, and she was in my eyesight, and she took like a few sips of this, and then she threw she threw up on the table. And, like she was a very old senior citizen, and like I could just in my mind, I put together this whole story how like this woman has nobody anymore, and this is like her treat, and she like brought herself out to this place, and she was so excited about this milkshake, and then this embarrassing thing happened that she couldn't she couldn't control. You know, it's not like she was drunk; she was just like old and Emotional. probably going through something. Or whatever. She's probably so excited. And she was so acids in her stomach and got her. To and throw she, up. when she was, or she couldn't handle the milkshake, and she probably was just so ashamed that she did that. And like, I think about that sometimes still to this day. Obviously, because really? I'm bringing it up, and it makes me like right now I'm tearing up a little bit. Like that shit. It was a sad moment in her life, and you witnessed it. I just felt it. Yeah, I just felt it. You know, I could feel it. I don't know. That's some good empathy, brother. No, it's emotional. But then on the other end, I could not talk to my my best friend for like five years you know what i mean like it's the duality david yeah what else do we have is this not interesting to anybody i wonder if it's anybody's good. still listening no to you're, you're sharing i mean okay. how long have we been going yeah we're well we're at like 140 no 135 but uh but we i let it roll for like seven or eight we're at like 130 okay all right well we'll we'll ask one more question then i'll ask a few more that's fine oh, okay then we'll go all right what is the one thing people that can you fast feel... forward or shut off? That's fine. <laughs> All right, yeah. I mean, if we didn't do a, a hot twenty-five about shitting ourselves in the beginning of this, that was good stuff. 
Um, what is the one thing that you feel you can never outgrow? Ooh, like physically or mentally? Mentally. <laughs> now I want to know physically. Though, nah, I know. <laughs> I just when I when I fucking You're like the pump when you said out <laughs> when you said outgrow, I just pictured like the Incredible Hulk, like fucking like the uh, little shorts, l- like yeah, the Lou Ferrigno Incredible Hulk, like his clothes <laughs> ripping. Um, uh, emotionally, what's in there that you'll never outgrow it? That started when you were a kid. Oh, that's no, that's adds a whole nother dimension of things. Um. Uh, I don't know. I think it's not that one sense of humor. Like, no, none of that. I was gonna go more generalized shit. Like I think like uh like a like silly sense of humor. Like it's like silly comedy will even though like it will always fucking make me laugh yeah. if it's done well. Even though like in my head I'm like you shouldn't have laughed at that. You fucking idiot. But it'll make <laughs> me laugh like that kind of thing. Maybe I don't know. It happens. I don't really know. So you got. I don't think I'll ever grow out of my alcoholism. I think at this point, um, I'm, I'm just like, I'm, I've thought about it recently because alcohol has kind of, has kind of like driven a wedge into certain things in my life lately and not even just my own, but whatever. And I started thinking about like, uh, you know, maybe you should lay off for a while, but then I was just like, this is something I want to literally want to do for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah. You like the feeling of it. I it do. tastes good. I enjoy it. If you can enjoy something, I mean, fucking enjoy it. Ready for the next one? I am. What is the dumbest thing you have ever believed? Oh, fuck. That's that a gr- she was the one, motherfucker. That's a great question. No, not even that. Uh, I didn't even think that deeply. But that's, you know, that's not dumb. Like, things no, like that's that, not it's not dumb. dumb. People change. Happens. Yeah. Um, wow. I'm, st- I'm, These are uh, deep. I'm stumped by this question. The dumbest thing. Do you have an answer to that? Why I think? Um, I, it's tough for me. Like the the dumbest thing I ever believed. I don't know. It's 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 too dark. I oh, think. okay. It's something something you don't want to share. It's not that I, I I don't know. The dumbest thing that I've ever believed. Fuck. You know, it's some the fact that something isn't jumping out immediately at me is I mean, kind of scaring me. I'll go with the low hanging fruit. Seriously, emaciated sounds so much better <laughs> than emaciated. That one hurts. I've learned things in these last two years that I've been like, yo, no one ever fucking told me it was not emaciated. And I've been saying it like that for years. What the fuck? What a nincompoop. Uh, what a maroon. I, yeah. I, you know what? Let me come back to that one. Cause I know, like, I don't want to answer something stupid. Uh, cause I do feel like there is a significant answer to that, but it's just not ringing in my mind at all. Like I can't think of, maybe it's my own defense mechanism. Like you've never been that stupid, but I can't, right. I can't think a of something. picture of the topic so we don't forget. It. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to try to think whatever time we have left in this, I'm going to try to think. And if I could come back to it, I'll come back to it. All right. Like I've done, like, you know, like I, like, uh, you know, things like fucking, uh, loving a, uh, like I remember this is this is not like on the, the scale but I remember like when I was very early in playing in bands and um the movie The Crow came out mm-hmm. and uh, I was in love with uh the Nine Inch Nails song on that album um they keep calling me yeah, they keep on calling so me and my band would cover it 
And, uh, it, it, you know, we, again, we're like 14 years old, 15 years old. Still cool. Me and my band would cover it. And uh, I remember one time there was this older <clears> guy, Steve. He was dating a friend of my girlfriend's. And he was like three or four years older. Uh, and um, he was into music. And he came. He was like, I'm going to I want to come watch you guys play. So we invited him down to the to the basement to watch his practice. And we were playing uh, Dead Souls or whatever the name of the song is. And uh, it was like all into or whatever. And uh, afterwards, he was like, man, that was a cool uh, Joy Division cover. And I was like, what? Because I had never heard of Joy Division before. I thought it was a Nine Inch Nails song. I didn't know (laughs) that the Nine Inch Nails covered Joy Division. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't even know who the fuck Joy Division was. And like in my, I think I even said like, "What are you talking about?" It's a Nine Inch Nails song, and he like laughed. He's like, "Yeah, it's a cover of fucking one of the greatest bands ever, yeah. especially from the mid seventies, man." You know, and that that was like, oh man, like you know, I don't know. That was before the internet and shit too, though. Yeah, and at least you knew of it. But I'm, that's just an example of like something dumb that I believe. Yeah, that's a good one. It's totally a good one. All right. Ready? I wish there was something more poignant and, and no, it doesn't uh, have to be substantial. It just be life. I mean, I am an idiot. I believe dumb shit all the time. These next two questions are li- are, are together. So, oh, here's one. another one. Go ahead. And I still don't. <laughs> <clears throat> I know that there's like physics and shit, but I don't care. Okay. Uh, me and my friend Mark get into this argument all the time, but I truly feel like if okay, let's say this: if you jumped out of a plane, right, and say you took a coffee table with you. Mm-hmm. And the whole way down, your feet are on the coffee table. And you're flying down from the plane on the coffee table. I feel like at the last second, you could jump off that coffee table <laughs> and be like, Whoop, and land perfectly. No. I know you can't, but I feel like it could happen. It's like it's like Warner Brothers where you're just next to it and then it pulls out a sign like, this sucks. <laughs> and then you tap it. Yeah. But you're going down. That's my dumbest belief. I'm just holding on to it. would be stubborn, but that's my dumbest belief. That is a good belief. That's a good dumb belief. Thank you. Um. This next question. I'm going to try to prove it right someday. You could, I'll be there. What are some buy it for life items that you own? Items that you consider to be buy it for life. What does that mean? You buy it and you, you hold on to it forever? This is like a, this is an item that I must have my entire life. I buy this item. All my guitars. Yeah. I've never, I've sold a few guitars and I've regretted every single one of them, whether I play them or not. So like, unless I was in like extreme dire straits. Um, and even then there were, there's a few that could be on the chopping block, but yeah, my guitar is probably my biggest thing. Um, I don't know why, whatever, but they're the, so well displayed in your house. That's only half of them. The half, other half still at my dad's studio. You should have fucking, you should have thrown them all over the place. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why those, the, yeah, those are important to guitars. me. I, I'm not a person that, that cares about possessions. I, I really actually, the exact opposite. I want less possessions, but, uh, my guitars are shit that I buy for. Right, good quick answer. The next part of it. What do you view as a waste of money? Um, I, well, yeah, I think that like gen- consumerism in general, it like it, buying shit that you don't need. I've, I see that to be as waste, a waste of money. Uh, pretty much everything our government does is a waste of money. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, personally for me, um, I mean, the government's a good answer. Yeah. I just think it's, you know, buying, like, I'm not, like, I'll buy a new band t-shirt or something like that, but, like, I'm just not the person that consumes and consumes and consumes. So I see general consumerism as a, as a total waste of money and time, and I think it's toxic to your to your uh, mental state and 
all that stuff, you know? We're not meant to just fucking, you know, the garbage shit on the shit. Like, go to some place and be like, ooh, I want that. Or, ooh, I want that. And then all of a sudden, you have all this shit that you have to get rid of like that. You know why that happened? The fucking merchandising. Yeah. No, I know. Fucking people used to just see a Spaceballs, the flamethrower. <laughs> yeah. You would just see Velma. Well, they were Scooby made that way. You know, Shaggy. like He-Man was made to sell toys. That's that's all it was. It wasn't, they weren't, like, they made the cartoons because they're like, this could sell more toys. Yeah, but then they they changed on shows now, even on cartoons, people have different outfits. Yeah, right, so that you could. So that you could yes, sell more yeah, clothes right. and then you could dress like that. That's a mindset that I, I don't think I've ever bought into, even when I was younger and didn't have my own, my own mind, you know, my own frame of mind, but like. I never care. Like I, I like collect. I do like collecting. Like I collected comics when I was younger. I obviously collect. I shouldn't say collect guitars, but I, you know, I have a lot of guitars. But um, yeah, I don't know. I never really like needed the new best thing. You know, like it never, never really mattered to me. Like cell phones. I'm always. I use Samsung. So I'm always three or four generations behind the new one. Like I don't. And none of that shit really matters to me. Yeah. Every six years, I'm cars. You know what? I'm gonna say this. Cars. Give a fuck about your stupid car. I really don't. I don't. There is no car that will ever impress me. Really? You could, yeah. You could go buy a fucking Maserati or whatever the fuck that, you know, for $300,000. And I'll just look at it like, you just wasted 300, you just wasted $270,000 <laughs> because, you know, just buy a fucking Honda that's going to do the same exact thing. You know, like that, I, cars I don't get. Yeah. Spending any sort of money, any more money than you need to spend on cars, I don't get. I don't have, en- I don't get enjoyment from them. So yeah, that's, that's actually my answer. That's where I argue with Daly all the time. Is he like wants I know. this like fucking super car? And I'm like, dude, just get yourself over. His passion for cars, though, I appreciate. I just don't share it. Yeah. Any money that I have to spend on a car is money that I regret spending. Yeah. I really do. I fucking gas a car in general, car insurance, fucking any repairs. I, I, anytime money has to come out of my bank account for that shit, I fucking loathe it. Yeah. You know, I lived in, um, you know, I worked in Manhattan and lived in downtown Jersey City for a long time and did not have a car. And that was a very happy time in my life. I fucking hate cars. Yeah, but then when you're relying on mass transit, do you hate like sitting and waiting for a train? Uh, th- it's an inconvenience, but not as much as, as owning an, and all the money that you throw down the fucking, the garbage owning a car. I'm sorry. It's just, you know, everything's inflated. Um, and everything's a ripoff and everything, you know, it's just, you just get taken advantage of left and right. Insurance is such an out, out there and obvious scam. It's just such a it's scam. It's painful to witness and be it's a part of. It's such a fucking scam. It's horrible. Like, it, and not only is, is it a brutal. scam, it's a scam that you're fucking mandated by the government to, you cannot not have insurance. Yeah. And I get it because you could, you could bang into somebody and do some real damage and it needs to be, you know, it needs to be paid for. I understand why you have to have it, but, I, I don't want to go, go off on a, a diatribe on, on insurance, but right. the, the thing is, is if insurance was, uh, worked the way that, it, like, on paper worked the way that it originally was, it'd be fine. Originally, it's you give somebody a, a money monthly so that when something happens, then that is taken care of. But now that's not what happens. You give somebody money monthly, and then when something happens, it's still not taken care of. You still have to pay more money out of your pocket, and they're going to fight you on every single angle to try to not have to cover it. Yeah, it makes your life a living hell. Like I gave you money to be nice to me, and right. you said you're going to be nice. Right. You and have now all you're my questioning money. Questioning yeah. 
just how fucked up my body is before you want to pay for it? Yeah, like how about this? I give you I give you $150 a month in a car insurance or health insurance or take whatever insurance you want. Besides life insurance is the only thing that kind of makes sense. But I give you that much a month for 10 years and I've never been in an accident. And now, and so you've made how many thousands and thousands of dollars off of me? Now I get into an accident and it's like fucking uh, seven grand, a, a seven, yeah, or whatever, <laughs> not even like say like a, a $2,000 fucking repair and you're going to make me pay a deductible and try to fight for how much you need to, and, and, and then and, raise your rates. And health insurance is the same fucking thing, man. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm paying you all this money per month so that I could go get a procedure when I need to get a procedure, but it's not that, you know, so again, just like everything in this country, the fucking greed. Uh, has just corrupted everything. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I'm done. Don't apologize. These are all your answers. Bothers the shit out of me. All you need to say at the end of it is, um, and that's all I have to say about that. And that's all I have to say about that. Okay. What so movie is that from? Forrest, Forrest Gump? Gump? I thought it was Singblade. I Maybe. thought it was some French frap. Taters. Mm-hmm. I can't Look believe I saw balls as I go in I, I was going to say, I can't mm-hmm. believe I see, saw Slingblade's balls. <laughs> Look at my there, taters. Some people call it ball sack. Some people call it the bat wing. <laughs> Dev, next question. What public phenomenon do you find awkward? Oh, a ton. Top five, if there's a ton, or top three. Uh, what do you mean? Like, uh, I'll give you mine. Yeah, please. Give at, me an example. At fucking at the end of a movie, people clapping in the theaters. Oh, sure. Well, <laughs> clapping in a theater, clapping at, um, at, at the end of a, uh, an airplane flight. Oh, yeah. Um... Uh, people who do the wave at baseball games. Really? As a baseball goer, I was going to see if you're a waiver or not a waiver. No, you cannot be a waiver. Um, I don't get that. Um, I don't get a lot of public thing. I don't, I don't get how easy, how easily people are willing to dive into something just because everybody else is. You know what I mean? Like whether it be a band or a TV show or something like that. Like, like how like people are just so willing to just be like, oh, I love it, even if they never really experienced it, just because everybody else is loving it at the time, right. you know. And that's that speaks to some weird psychology in us as humans. But like that should always posers. It's not posers. Like I'm not trying to be elite about it, mm-hmm. but, but like I've always had that feeling. I mean, it's not. I don't consider myself to be elite or not elite or whatever. But the term poser exists because there are people who say are disingenuous in saying they know things, and they don't. And you know about those things, and it's it's just a direct I just, description of them. They're like pretending to know shit that they did it. I just I, I think I've operated. Yeah, you're right. But I think I've just operated under the opposite. And but this might make me a pretentious douche or a fucking contrarian or whatever it is. And and uh, believe me, I, I like I feel that way too. But like I've always operated under the opposite. I think of what a lot of people operate under on, where it's like, oh, this movie comes out, everybody in the country is going to see this movie, so it's got to be good. When that happens, I'm like, everyone in the country is going to see this movie, so it's got to be fucking bad. You know, like, and then if there's people that I respect, whether like critics or other artists or something like that, start like singing the praises of it or whatever, then I'm like, okay, I want to go see this movie. But I'm just generally, whatever everybody else is flocking in, in like in herds to go do, it, it just it hits a switch in me where I'm like, that's not worth going to do. So what was it? Cause I know one of those incidents very well. Um, but what was it that struck this in you when Jurassic Park came out? <laughs> I think Jurassic Park was more of a... Yeah, I guess it had that going on. 
I, but I guarantee you, if I watched Jurassic Park, I would fucking love it. Like, I like most Spielberg films. I guarantee you, you will be fucking kind of kicking yourself in the dick. I bet you the thing for not having seen this movie. The thing, not not two, three, whatever, just one. I know the thing. The rest is, are shit. The thing with Jurassic Park is, is I don't. I was never like. I never hated it. I just, I just made a stupid decision, probably as a joke, and just wrote it out. Do you know, you know? how sexy Jeff Goldblum is in Jurassic Park? He's got this like the strut he does in. Uh, that no, I, I didn't hear no fat ladies. What fat ladies? You're obsessed with fat ladies. <laughs> that movie. Uh huh. You know what I'm talking about? No. Uh, Independence Day. Oh right, right, right. Um, you know how that he does that strut after they kill the aliens and Jeff Goldblum's yeah. like fucking hightailing, cock of the walk, fucking yeah. moving. He does that in Jurassic. He totally does that, but until he gets fucking half eaten by a fucking dinosaur, no, don't. Just, yeah, you're ruining things. No way, bro. There's the sexiest scenes Jeff Goldblum's ever had. Some of them are in fucking Jurassic Park. All right. Yeah, the Jurassic, but you know, I've done it with, and I know this is like low level shit, and there's probably a more poignant answer to this, but I've done it with like, uh, I remember the, when The Sopranos was out. Like I, I, my whole response to that all the time. I was in college at the time, and everybody would watch it, and I'd be like, "I've been dealing with fucking Italians from North Jersey my whole life. I don't want to watch a show about them." <laughs> that was my line, you know. And but I just watched The Sopranos like three years ago, and it was fucking fantastic. I'm currently doing it right now with Game of Thrones. I watched the first season. Is of, it good? I know. I that's what I'm saying. I watched the first season of Game of Thrones when it came out, and I didn't like it that much. And never watched it again. And everybody's in love with it. And everyone tells me how much I need to watch it. And I won't watch it. But I guarantee you, in like five or six years from now, I'm going to watch Game of Thrones. And I'll be like, fuck, this show is amazing. So I know it's coming. But there's a resistance that I have. You know? That's a good movie. That and MMA. I do not get it. I'm sorry. I don't get it. it. I know everybody does. I don't get it. Just yesterday alone, instead of like getting up for lunch because I was really tired and my day was kind of fucking all over the place with fucking phone calls, I just sat at my desk and watched for lunch. I watched YouTube. I made a cup of tea and I watched uh, UFC highlights Highlights, on YouTube and I watched people get the fucking shit kicked out of them for like 15 minutes. I've tried to watch clips. I've tried to watch it with you. I've tried. I don't, I don't get the appeal to it. I really don't care. Like I, I understand that these people are warriors and this is the closest thing to the Roman Coliseums that we've had. I get all that, but like once that the fight starts going down and they just get on the ground, and start humping each other. Like I don't care. Yeah. I'm not maybe like a grappling it's, fighter, maybe like. it's the thing is like, I don't understand all the technical shit, but I also don't have the patience to, so. Yeah, that's one thing. Maybe it's because I don't like grappling men, but you know. I'm just saying, like, I don't know the nuances. Like, people say baseball is boring because they don't know the nuances of it, you know? And I, I could totally concede that that's the reason that I'm not an MMA fan, but I also don't have the time to fucking do it. I really just don't get it. And people that walk around wearing tap out shirts and shit like that. Oh <laughs> my God, man. That, like, gives me Whatever. Those shows. dudes are like, dudes who use the word uh, nuances. <laughs> right, exactly. Fuck that motherfucker. Dude, kill him. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm not, I'm not, you know, it's just who I am. I had a fucking, uh, dethroned royalty shirt on. What's that? What's that mean? So, you know, old MMA. Oh, yeah. It's like a skater, like, you know, they've got a toy box and fucking birdhouse or whatever. Right. Um, they just have a few. This one dude, Cub Swanson, he's got dope ass shirts, but he's a dick. Yeah, you don't have to judge. I'm not. Just the tap out shirts. You know, I just wanted to always wear that bad boy outfit. It's like when I go, uh, company bad boy. (laughs) <laughs> it's like when I ride bikes and I'll ride down these trails and there'll be a dude like legit dressed up like fucking Lance Armstrong 
you know, like with the, even with like the pointy helmet and shit and like the, the, the uh, spandex and the whole fucking deal. <laughs> and I'm riding past him in like basketball shorts and a T-shirt doing the same exact thing. I'm like, why are you wearing all this? That's how I felt the first time I fucking rode bikes with you. Like our friend Eric had me in like like biker bicycle man gear and yeah, then we so meet up with whole, you and our friend Sam and you guys are just in the fucking same shit you would and be again, wearing anyway. And again, it goes back to the consumerism thing. Like they're selling you this shit because they want to make a fucking profit off of you. Like yeah, some of the if you were a professional at a professional level and every little fucking thing like is make it or break it for you winning something. I get it. Like you want the shit that's going to make you the most aerodynamic and give you like the less sweat and all that shit. But if you're riding your bike down a fucking trail, you know, like fucking, I don't know. I don't know. I've seen you bike in jeans. Mm-hmm. I can't do that shit. I don't do it. I get very sweaty. Often. I don't do it very often. I'm a fucking sweaty, disgusting filth. You know what? I got a, a, um, a question for you. Okay. How can I instantly put a smile on your face? <laughs> Let's put a smile on that face. By of asking yours. me that question, that made me smile. There you go. That's a good answer. How do you relax when frustrated? Try to meditate. Meditation. I get frustration, frustrated very often. Frustration is probably the, uh, is that an emotion or feeling yeah. or anxiety? Frustration. Fr- frustration is probably the, the thing that I deal with the, uh, the worst. Um, any, any, any sort of, uh, sort of, uh, like, uh, reactions, like, uh, negative reactions or, or, or like biting someone's head off or like saying something I shouldn't have said or hurting someone's feelings. It always comes from frustration for me and something I try to work on. Well, let's hope you're not frustrated right now with this next question. Oh shit. What was your first impression of me? It's a little narcissistic of a question there, David. <laughs> like, they get dark and they get narc. I don't really know what my first impression was of you. Um, like, you mean, like I said, I saw you in a driveway. Yeah. Me and you saw I each- feel like I get the same thing. Me and you saw, you, uh, saw each other at parties every once in a while. Um, I don't know. I think I just saw you as like, a, like one of the cool hippie dudes, <laughs> you know? And then we, when we first started hanging out. Oh, yeah. I was a hippie when I first met you. I know, but I'm saying like recently. Oh, yeah. Like when we first started hanging out, hanging out, um, I just, it, like, I just remember, like, thought that you were a, like, pretty generous, cool dude. You know what I mean? Cool. So I was like, this guy's worth hanging out with. Thank you. Well, even you with the, like, the that. podcast, like, you know, like Richie Bale, and you're like, we'll, we'll come help you out. And I was like, oh, nobody else is asking, like, please come help me out, you know? And like, yeah. you know, cause it was, I and you podcast. care, you care about, you care about friends in a in a way that I don't think I'm even capable of. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like you care about other people. I'm I'm a little envious of the way that you care about other people. You know, Thanks. and I like I have that care in me. It's not that I don't. It's not that I'm cold, but I just don't show it in the way that you show it. You know, like I don't think about like, oh, I'm gonna call daily at two o'clock just because it's gonna annoy him. Like I, <laughs> but that also might go back to what I'm saying before, where I feel like if I do call daily at two o'clock, he's actually gonna be annoyed because he doesn't want to talk to me. So I just don't do it. Right. You know, but. Yeah, you have that. Uh, yeah, thanks. Yeah, that's a nice one. Did, does that did that soothe your? Yeah, totally. Pet my ego, so nice. You hugged the shit. I out have of one it. more question. But it was sweet. How good are my eyes? Do you <laughs> like my eyes? Tell me about my eyes. If you could guess, how big is my dick? <laughs> From seven or ten inches? <laughs> 
I got this one, and I and I don't think I know the answer, but uh, I know of times where I would have known the answer. Uh-huh. When was the last time you screamed at the top of your lungs? Uh, probably in this last week or two. Yeah. yeah. Also, my whole music career. <laughs> 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 Screaming at the top of your lungs, though, is uh, I highly recommend it, and it's probably one of the most therapeutic things you could possibly do. I think, I, I mean, I still suffered from anxiety and everything, but... Honestly, I do feel, and I've talked about it with my, uh, uh, uh our friend Chad, who was, the, you know, the co-singer in our band. And, screaming? Uh, yeah, I've talked to him about it. I'm like, do you, like, I know this is weird, but do you, do you, like, like, uh, it, like, do you miss that release of getting up on stage and just screaming into a microphone for an hour? And he's like, yeah. You know, like, it, like, there's something about Primal. that. Yeah, it just gets everything out. No matter what you're feeling, you get it out, you know? And, uh, yeah, so I'd like to scream more often, actually. Nice. What is the worst thing that someone has walked in on you doing? (laughs) Uh, The worst? The worst. Like something that I was doing that was bad? I mean, there's definitely been... In your mind, what would be the worst? It could. Some people would think it, it was jerking off well that's what i'm saying like i don't i've never i don't think well yeah i guess there was a a couple times in college where my roommate walked in while i was jerking off and uh you know and i would just like fucking throw a cover over but he knew what was going on so i guess that but that didn't really bother me that much we're just you know that's what dudes do that Um, never bothered me i've never been ashamed of jerking off my entire life even in boot camp when guys have to do firewalk and they got to walk around the barracks i would like pitch a tent and be like, dude, I am jerking off in here, so you need to fucking head really that see way. that wouldn't I wouldn't be embarrassed about it, but me. but if I if I was to make that uh, statement to people, then I wouldn't be able to jerk off. Really? Yeah, because just know like people knowing that people knowing I'm a jerk off, I probably wouldn't be able to get hard over it. You know what yeah. I mean? But um, I'd be like, I don't give a shit about. Yeah, any I guess of that's you. what I'm, I'm doing just, this thing. again. This is just like that other question. I feel like there is something like juicy that I can answer to this, but I can't think of it. Not everything has to be juicy. It just has to be member berries. What's your member berry? Yeah, I don't know. The worst yeah, I guess. Ever walked in on you doing? Uh, Even if it's as dumb as like you were dressed up like Buddy Holly, sitting in a corner. That would not be dumb. Trying be, to fucking be like, be uh, you know, I just watched a documentary. I caught a documentary for a few minutes where uh, he was playing, and he had like Elvis Costello behind him and Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was amazing. I caught a few minutes of it. I was like, "That's some good." No, shit. you're talking about um, Roy Orbison. You're right. I yeah. am. I said Buddy Holly. Yeah, I? you're talking about the Night in Black and White, which I because yeah. you're a fan of. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's what I meant. Someone comes in and you're dressed like Roy Orbison yeah. because you love him so much. Yeah, and you're sitting there with like the fucking uh, the shaky jacket. What do you call that? The tassel jacket he uh. wears he's such a pimp um yeah i don't know i honestly i don't know if i've been walked in on doing anything i've been walked in on on some se- sexual situations but again not very embarrassing is this like a daily thing where you it's it really would be embarrassing to most people who maybe, no no like, like I, you know what you the, had the choker on there's a ball in her mouth he no. walks in she's not off the chain no i <laughs> um for some reason, something that came to mind is I remember Richie walking in on me one time. We were at like this like fucking flop house that we used to hang out with. 
and there and there was this girl that I was like hooking up with, and he walked in on me getting a, a fucking blowjob, but he, but it wasn't embarrassing, you know what I mean? But he would he made fun of me for like weeks later because he's like, I never saw you got your dick sucked before, and he said that I was just laying on the bed with like my hands were on my head like this, like, <laughs> like just <laughs> just enjoying the moment. Yeah, like I was on a uh, like a raft in a pool. Fuck like, yeah, <laughs> you know, so catching but, some sunbeams. But yeah, now nah, there's not. Yeah, there's none of that shit. You just don't let that shit. I don't do anything embarrassing, David. That's. (laughs) Um, All right, let's do like we are getting over the two hour limit now. So let's do like one or two more. Whatever ones you think are the best. Okay. I don't mean to cut it off, but I'm enjoying talking about myself, actually. Well, let me ask you this question then. Please. Are you always this high maintenance? Explain. Yes. (laughs) I am. I feel I honestly do feel terrible for any girl who tried to love or date me in my, in my, in their life. I really do. Um, I don't know. You think I'm that high maintenance? No, not at all. I just saw the question and I was like, that's a funny one. Oh, I, this I, is I, like I a list of questions that you got off the internet. I got, I gathered some were mine and then I, I cross referenced to see if I get more and yeah. I got a few that were like just out there. I think, I think I am a high maintenance uh, partner though, just because I like, Look too far into things. And then, like I was talking about before, the whole thing where I feel like nobody likes me for real, you know? So, like, if I'm in a relationship with some t- someone, especially after, like, uh, past experiences and stuff, you know, like, I'm sitting there thinking about, like, when's the other shoe going to drop? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, you say you love me now, but when are you going to fucking drop the hammer on me and shit? And then the anxiety starts going and I don't know. Then you start... The brains yeah. starts uh, the cogs start turning. You ready for one last one? Yeah, you give me one or two last ones. Okay. I'm saying if you got some fucking juicers in there you wanna hit? I wonder if this is interesting at all. I might it, actually it, go back and listen to this. This is very interesting, okay. trust me. It's just your your uh your fear of it id escape. Not right. the beast go. I'm asking you these questions, just be honest. Okay. You've been very honest, I'll tell you that. Thank you. Um I'll give you two that are just deep, and All I'll right. ask both both of them. Take as long as you want. These are the last two questions. Yes, I know that you'll have an extensive answer for both. That's okay. a, that's we don't care. Who cares? Okay. So I'm, this is interesting. What is the purpose of a human life? Hmm. Now you think about it. I'm going to get some water. Okay. You think about it. Okay. I'm going to pause then. Whichever ones you want to. We're, we're back. Shazam. Whatever. If there's ones that you're burning ass, ask. <coughs> we can go a little bit over. I like these two. So the first one I just asked was, what is the purpose of a human life? Oh. I think the purpose of a human life is to have as much fun as possible and to spread as much love as possible. Beautifully. Well put. And seriously. I Honestly, I, this is another thing I've thought about a lot. I really think that is, that is the purpose. Because if you if you work your ass off to like get some sort of fucking stature monetary thing, and then I mean how how many times have you heard that story where somebody's bust their ass to become wealthy, and then they look back into their life and they regret it because they never didn't spend time with their friends or family, or have a relationship or any of that shit. You know what I mean? And live in the moment. Yeah, live in the moment. That's yeah, that's exactly live in the moment and be as kind and loving to everybody, and try to have as much fun and as many laughs as possible. Because you know. I'm not taking anything with us, man. No. So, okay, good one. If you died today, mm-hmm. 
how do you think you'd be remembered? Oh, God. I think I'd be remembered a lot. I think differently from... Uh, let me take one more pull of that. Sure. Uh, That's hard because I think there's a lot of people that would remember really differently, you know? Uh, <coughs> I would hope that I would be remembered as... Uh, somebody who was like kind and generous and cared about his friends and family and shit like that. But I don't, I don't know if there's a lot of people that would think that because I've been a dick a lot of times in my life. <coughs> no, you know what? Honestly, I would, I would like if I was to die right now. Uh, I would like people just to be like, yo, remember that dude Devin? He was pretty fucking funny. You know what I mean? Or, or like he wrote a couple good songs. I've already told you the moment that if I, uh, that, I, that our, in our lives we've shared this memory, um, one of my fondest fucking memories in life, mm-hmm. and it happens to be that you are one of the main parts of this memory, which is we were in fucking Asbury Park, and we were at some after party of a show. Oh, the, er- fucking, the erasure Yeah, thing. and like that night, like I fucking, you were one of the, you brought complete joy to my life. <laughs> That's a memory. That still brings joy to my life. Yeah, yeah. Like when I think about it, I'm like, oh, that was the best. And I would, if you passed, I would be like, remember the fucking erasure moment, man? You know, like that's the moment I would go to. I do like, for, as for as dark and brooding as I am, I, I do enjoy like, uh, being the, the, the life of a party or making everybody like, la- like I get into that mode or whatever. So I, that's the way I'd like people to remember all the times that, uh, oh man, look who's calling you. All the times that, uh, you see it? No. Ah, that's all right. Um, all the times that I've been in that mode is what I'd like people to rem- remember me of. But I don't know if they would, you know? I think they would. I can tell you I would. And I hope I hope the ladies would be like, remember that dude? He was good and bad. There'd be some girls that are like, oh, remember that dude, Devin? I heard he died and bummed me out because like, I was totally going to fuck him. <laughs> I am much like a transformer. <laughs> much like a transformer. Um, my last question. Yeah, let's let's wrap this up. Although uh, I do enjoy the the uh, the self involvement that is going on here. I actually, th- this was fun. I, when you said you were going to do this, I was like, eh, but I liked it. I like doing. I like full playing around with this kind of stuff. Last question: How would you react if there was irrefutable proof that God doesn't exist? Well, that's the. How about if there was irrefutable proof that God does exist? All right. Well, I operate under the assumption that there's irrefutable proof that God doesn't exist. So that's okay. I would do exactly what I'm doing right now. Um, but if God did exist, so if God did exist, we're talking about the the uh, the Christian God, right? So if God did exist, then um, all the parameters that are set, Jesus, like sin wise, would be like set. Right. So, so basically what you're saying is like, if God, if I found out that God did exist, then all of a sudden I'd have to start adhering to Christian values as far as like, you know, whatever the fucking, uh, yeah. Um, huh. How'd you feel about it? Would you fall in the 10 commandments or would you burn? Well, I think it would be too late at this point, but that you'd already burn. Yeah, of course. Um, well, I don't know. You know, I don't know. Actually, no. 
They're like, Cause I, just I, repent and and no, but pray I really don't. You know, like I don't, I don't, I try not to lie. I mean, everybody lies to a certain ex- extent, and I'm definitely an exaggerator. Um, but uh, I try not to lie. I I really do like. I've never really been a scumbag when it comes to like other people's women or other. I don't steal. I don't like. So the, I I think like most of the main ones, I pretty much have fucking covered. Like just as I am as a person, so I'd probably not sweat it that much. I would just really hope that like. You know, like, uh, if I got up there, he didn't care that I liked, uh, guar or fucking did a lot of coke at some one point in my life or like, you know, like did some freaky sexy sh- sex shit. But like, as far as like the 10 commandments go, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I really break any of the, what are those motherfuckers? The 10 commandments? Thou shall not kill. Thou sh- no, it's thou shall not talk about 10 commandments. Yeah. Okay. No, you know, we don't have to go through it, but, I, but I, yeah, I don't know. That'd be very weird. Actually, if I found out that God exists, I'd be freaked out by it because I don't, heaven doesn't sound like something that I want either. At least our, our contemporary vision of what heaven is, you know? I just don't, (laughs) I mean, it can't be, when I think of heaven, I think of like what a, like just a joke in our face, that whole concept is. Like, yeah. Oh, you're forever well, so total in control. This place is huge, and generations yeah. upon generations of your family members are waiting for you at the door. It's the same thing. That's why. <laughs> what? That's why. Uh, the you, logistics alone with heaven don't make sense. There'd the whole, be crashing shit all the time. Oh yeah. Six degrees of Kevin, the Kevin Bacon thing would be ridiculous <laughs> in heaven. The whole thing with the heaven thing was uh, always funny to me. Is when we, we deal with the like Islamic fucking. Um, uh, terrorists and shit like that. And everyone's like, these fucking idiots. They think if they kill themselves, they're going to go someplace and get 72 virgins. And I'm like, well, it's kind of the same thing that you believe. You think yeah. if you live this way, you're going to go live on clouds and strum a harp. Like that ain't fucking happening either. So it's both controlling your fucking behavior. Yeah, it doesn't fucking. Uh... And why would you want 72 virgins? You want 72 girls who don't know how to fuck? Now you got to teach 72 girls how to fuck? Fuck that. Give me 72 experienced women. <laughs> yeah. Give me some ladies who know the arts yeah, of pleasure. Exactly. And maybe like each other a little bit, yeah. too. And, you know, whatever. You're going to get a couple fucking uh, Eskimo brothers. But that shit happens. That shit fucking happens. It certainly does. Yo, the Ten Commandments is crazy. I am the Lord thy God. Is that a commandment? Yeah, number one. I adhere to that. <laughs> that's me. Thou shalt. Wait, that's the first. Well, I think what he, uh, you're probably looking at the, uh, I'm looking at the, actual the uninterpreted. Tablets. I think uh, I am the Lord thy God means, you know. Uh, well, it says I am the Lord thy God. Thou shalt have no other gods, gods before yes. me. Gods, um, yes. So obviously that one I don't. So kneel before Zod. Well, I have zero gods. I think. Uh, yeah, okay. I, I I don't know how we're ending this show. We're going through the Ten Commandments, but let's just do it and then be out. Wow, how did that happen? I have actually? no idea. Sorry, way too much marijuana. Thou shalt not make unto thy what? Thou shalt not make unto thy any graven graven image. <laughs> you can't put a tattoo on yourself. Yeah, I don't have a tattoo, so I'm good on that one. Thou shalt not take the. Name I have a. Of the Lord I burned. I burned a dead Kennedy sign into my leg, uh, and it's still kind. Of, the scar's still kind of there, so maybe not. What's that? Heathen. Uh, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Well, if we're talking about cheat days and where I can eat carbs, then yes, 100%. <laughs> Honor thy father and thy mother. Do. Thou shalt not kill. Haven't. Well, you human. Slay. Humans. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Um, 
So adultery is uh, within marriage, right? Correct. Yeah, then I I haven't. Thou shalt not. I've steal. never. Would you do that? Would you like daily like fuck somebody's wife? I don't think I would. No, because I I could would always imagine what it would feel like if my wife even did a little bit like that. I always try and put the shoe on the. I other just foot don't think terrible. that. I, okay, it, it, this is I know it's a little tangent, but I've been thinking about this a lot lately too. Like, yeah, when I was younger, like I, I cheated on girlfriends or 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 hooked up with somebody that had a boyfriend, like right. kind of thing or whatever. So I guess if you want to look at it that, but I'm but I like I'm talking about like people that are in relationships for like a long time or older and shit like that. Like, I don't think like. I would already, the only way that I would do that is if it's somebody that I was unbelievably attracted to and that I already had started like a rapport with and maybe was starting to have feelings with or something. I, that's, but, but, um, I don't, I don't think that there would be any like piece of pussy to say bluntly that if I found out she was married, I would just be like, well, fuck, I'm gonna fuck this chick anyway because she's hot. Because I just, it, no matter who, how the dude is, it's just not something I'd want to do to anybody else. Like yeah. I know how bad that fucking feels. So like there's no amount there's no one night of sex especially like feelingless fucking emotionless sex or whatever that, that, that would be worth doing that to any other human being. You know what I mean? I don't yeah, know. Totally. And I know there's a million people in the world that operate in the other way, but I just don't think I would do that. Bro. You fucking do or do That's why that's why like I've had this conversation uh, a bunch of times, but like when somebody cheats on somebody and then they ask him, well, do you love them? That's not, I don't care about it. Honestly, if, if I had somebody cheat on me and I said, do you love them? And they said, yes, that would help me. I would be like, oh, okay, I understand, you know, but the cheating, the fucking, uh, to the cheating where you just fuck somebody one night and you're like, well, I don't even care about them or whatever. That, that bothers me more. Cause I'm like, you couldn't control yourself for that one fucking night. You know, like, so your animal urges that one night, uh, uh supersede your fucking care and affection for me, which I, I don't think I would do that to anybody. You know what I'm saying? I don't think I would do it, but I think I would understand it. Yeah. See, I don't, yeah. I, I, I've had, like this, we were just watch, I was just watching Broad City. And like they break, well, like there's a breakup because one person's like polyamorous and mm-hmm. the other person's like, well, I don't want to do that. I want to settle down. He's talking about Hannibal Burris. And yeah. That. Yeah. And they're like, eh, well, let's, let's talk about it later. And you know that it's like yeah. never going to happen. And right. like, oh, all right. Well, no, it's not the polyamory. Like if you, if we made, uh, like, uh, uh initial guidelines and that's different and we all agree to them, that's different. Like, but I'm just talking about the, it seems like everyone's so willing to not willing. Obviously, it's all devastating and it all it tears the relationships apart and everything. Any sort of infidelity, but but I'm saying like we're all. Uh, it seems like everyone's more willing to uh, forgive a like drunken mistake than they are if you were to like start talking to somebody and develop feelings with them, and then it gets to a point where like you know like I didn't want to do anything, but I mean you know I actually have legit feelings for this person. I think I'd be more apt to understand that than I would the, you were drunk at a party, like, you know, like, so what I'm giving you at home isn't enough or you, you disrespect me that much that you, you know, for something that's insignificant, you know, like, like a one night stand or like sex without love, although fun, you know, when you're single and, and, uh, whatever and everyone, and it's all consenting and everything like that. It's fun. Obviously sex is awesome, but I'm saying like that amount of fun 
would never be worth me hurting somebody that I actually cared about. Right. You see what I'm saying? So I so so since I see it that way. Are you saying you're a human being? Yeah, but a I don't nice, know. Nice human being. I don't know. I hear it all the time. People are just like, "Did you love him?" Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm drunk now. Move on. No. Next one. Thou shalt not steal. You got that one covered. Uh, yeah. I mean, I have, but lowly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't do it now. What does this mean? Thou shalt not bear false witness. Don't lie. Yeah, don't lie. Right. And I think as far as important stuff goes, I don't. I may have fabricated a few things or exaggerated a few stories and shit like that, but I try not to lie about big shit. Thou shalt not covet. Yeah. Was that covet thy neighbor's wife? Or just covet in general? Covet, yeah. Yeah. I mean I, I I'm sure that one means thy neighbor's wife. I don't I don't do that. Um yeah, because I really I don't care about possessions. I don't get jealous of anybody. If somebody has a nicer house or a nicer car or a nicer blah blah blah, like I don't get jealous of that. Um and like I just said about the you know, other people's wives. I might look at a woman and be like, Man, I wanna I would like to but I wouldn't do it. So right. just something to think about. Yeah. Well, you've been very, very uh, generous with your true thoughts. Is that all the commandments? That's all your commandments. That's See? Ten. So I'm getting into heaven. When I go up there and Ted Danson standing there. And uh, I just started watching that show too. A good li- the Good Life. Oh. The Good Place. Or I thought something. you were just hoping he was going to die. No. I would love to hang out with Ted Danson. You're like, you know what needs to happen before I go to heaven, Dave? Is number 11, Ted Danson needs to I die. shall not covet Ted Danson because then I'm going straight to hell. <laughs> um, but honestly, you've been very honest. Oh, thank you. I'm going to probably listen to this and edit the shit out of it. Don't go crazy editing it because you got some good answers. Some things you might have to cut out because you're very honest. Uh, no, but I'm thank not gonna, you I won't it. cut anything out. And uh, I hope you fucking don't listen to this and, and not like it. <laughs> that wasn't like a daily out, but that was a good enough out. Thou shalt party to the end of days. Be excellent to each other. <laughs> Where did you go? You were with me Alright, anyway, Awkward I Five Podcast. I don't know. Hopefully that wasn't embarrassing. Yeah. I think you did good. We'll be back next week with Daily. So you could hear some the reason that people listen to the show is Daily. This fucking computer's a liar. Thanks for listening to the Awkward High Five podcast. For more episodes, visit awkwardhighfive.com.